Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This one's for you tonight. Okay, let's get started. Amy Riley. Amy, I don't know why I always go so peak like book. Yeah, it's whatever you want. <laughs> I like that version. Um, you had a coffee mishap happen, but it's all averted now, right? Yeah, I needed my coffee close to me, but it's the condensation is off the charts. Yeah, I got nervous too when uh, the theme song started uh, playing and my mic stand started collapsing down <laughs> on me, but I figured it out. I tightened everything. And now it's perfect. Great. I'm feeling fantastic. Does it feel like it's been a long time since we recorded? Kind of. <laughs> Even though we recorded like 20 hours last week. Right. It was just a week. And then we recorded on a Friday. We did two episodes. So that was a lot of recording. But I don't know. For some reason, it seems like a lifetime has happened. Do you think it's because it's, life is not as um, oriented around huge dramatic moments of yeah. Scandaval? I don't know about you, but I feel like a weight has been lifted without the Scandaval. Me too. But I sort of I, I definitely feel that. I feel a little aimless, though. Yeah. Because so much of my life and time <laughs> was dedicated to keeping up to date with all of it. And now we're like thinking about the OC. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Beach I mean, life. What? Beach life. Yeah. Chilling. <laughs> yeah. Now we're just having a summer chill vibe and it's just so different. And also it felt like Scandaval didn't get resolved really. It's yeah. Still, it's season 11 is just going to be basically a continuation of it. So right. I don't when know. do you, how quickly do you think they'll air it? Like they're starting filming today, yes. right? Today is the official start date of Vanderpump Rules production. So if you're in LA, well, you won't hear this till tomorrow, but start looking around town yeah. right starting now and Vanderpump Rules is going to be filming at different places. Um, I don't know. Do you think you think they would try to push it out earlier to get us like... when? So this year it started in what, February? Yeah, it's like it's always like a January, February. Film okay. in the summer, 
And then usually it takes like six months to cut it or maybe five months and then January and February. But you that think it's so far away. I know. What, I know. What the hell are we going to do? <laughs> they should just make it like 40 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Extended jam packed season, two episodes a week. Yeah. I think we would want to see it all. Right. You know what? We haven't heard. If filming started today, we haven't heard one drip about which cast members signed on. That's true. Like, what the hell? We don't right. know if Raquel is on. We don't know if... Do you think it actually did start today, filming? I hope so. What, so we can get it sooner? <laughs> Do you think that... I feel like Bravo... I don't know. I, I think it's a potential health risk to have Raquel on. Yes. Don't you think? Oh, totally. I, I fully agree that Raquel should not be on. Yeah. I don't know if we've said it before. She should yeah. not be on no. this season. She... She's not made for television. No, and she has no allies anymore, so what would the point be? It would only be if Tom and Raquel's relationship continued. Right. They could film horrific scenes together, <laughs> and then, you know, we would see their their environment together, but I don't even think, I don't think they're going to Is he even to in dating. town? <laughs> <laughs> I saw him, like, taking out the trash the other day. That's a picture I saw. Yeah. Um, and he, then he was taking out the trash. Yeah, where at his home? At the house. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like Ariana's been in New York this whole time for the most part. Well, I just saw Ariana. It's she said back on my bullshit, and she was watching Love Island in her living room. Ooh, Did you see that? I didn't see that. You know why we're not hearing anything? Because on June 9th or whatever, Bravo put a full blown stop on any press that the Vanderpump Rules cast does. Oh, I mean, they should. They're yeah, they, freaking blabbermouths. Yeah, the lid was fully they open. They put a fatwa. And, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's fatwa mode. And so that's why we're not hearing fatwa anything. Fatwa season. Yeah. Do you think it's fatwa season? <laughs> so I think they were talking, they were gabbing too much, like you said. And that's why we're not hearing any leaks. They're very sensitive about right. leaks. I mean, yeah, they've been uh, giving the milk away for free for months. Yeah, we were getting... Yes. Uh, yeah. So much milk from them. We don't even know if Jax is going to be involved. Right. Although one hint, though, is he didn't come to our CU next Tuesday, but he alluded on Instagram or wherever that he they'll be doing it again in July, which obviously they would be filming. Yeah. So I assume that that's why they are doing that. So that'll be one of the dates where you and I will be there, right? That'll why be enough time. Why couldn't they wait? You'd like till August? Spring, summer, September. I'm a housewife that you'll always remember. <laughs> yeah. Is that what that is? That yeah. um, I don't know, but it is, I think, I think we purposefully don't know anything about Vanderpump Rules now because of this fatwa, like you said. Yeah. Is a fatwa when, <laughs> fatwa is when uh, you, you're sentenced to death. Yeah. It's something. like you have uh, a mark on your head. Right. Uh, famously. This is a Bravo tie-in. Salman Rushdie married formerly to Padma Lakshmi from Top Chef. Oh, oh, right. So yeah. it's relevant. <laughs> that is very relevant. Yeah, that was that was awful. He thought the fatwa was over, and that and sucks. That was really scary. Yeah, it was at like a book event. Yeah, that ties into what? Remember the toast when with? Can I talk about it for yeah. one second? Just because we're going to talk about it. but Stassi on the toast, they were talking about how scary it is to perform on 
stage. When you've been canceled. When After you've been canceled. And <laughs> they were probably looking at that Salman Rushdie thing going, oh my God. Seriously. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I loved on that. Um, I don't listen to the toast, but I know who that girl is. Like I've seen her, but okay. I don't really know. Um, but I love that they were both like, because <laughs> I didn't know, what's her name? The girl? Claudia. She's really girl don't. without a job is her I, handle, right? Yeah, I don't listen to that podcast either. I, I listen to it because Jackson's also wrong. Right. She, yeah, me too. But she casually during the conversation goes like, well, when I was canceled and just like breezed past it. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Like, I love that they were both like, when I was canceled, my experience. And Stassi's like, when I was canceled. <laughs> I know. It's 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 wild that we're in a world where two people could have been canceled and fully come back and just live to tell the tale. And it's like, yeah, yeah that was my canceled era. Yeah. Now I want to know what that chick did. I didn't look into it, but. Um... I asked uh, Megan what she did, and but I don't know enough to articulate it. I think she had some like anti-Palestine uh... Uh, stances, but I feel bad not like giving it the nuance that it probably was but it's just some tweets that resurfaced I that see. were that were wow like geopolitical geopolitical wow uh, that's yeah. deep yeah yeah it was too <laughs> deep for me to get into it and not know but i am you know i'm glad they recovered from being canceled and um but i do agree with the sentiment that they talked about that it is probably scary to be on stage yeah i mean well they brought it up because um was it bb rexa is that what, who it was? Yeah, I don't uh, know who that is. She is an artist, a pop girly, um, and she was just performing, and some dude chucked an iPhone at her face. Why? I don't know. He got arrested, though. She was, like, fucked up. She had a black eye. That is awful. <laughs> Why? I, yeah, I mean, he just wanted to throw an object now right like, at her face. Will we ever go on a tour? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, egotistically... I was like, whoa, I would never want to go on stage if, you know, just because I wouldn't want even like Stassi said, she was like, someone started screaming in the audience at one of her shows, worm with a mustache or whatever. If I heard someone scream one time, one time I was in a theater with my friend uh, Pete and we went to go see movie theater um, at the man's Chinese theater and it was before Star Wars and it was like after, you know. Oh, some, God. some yeah. scary things that happen in movie theaters and we heard one guy scream before the show and my heart <laughs> leapt because it's just like you're just i don't know that's being how we envi- live these days yeah being in an environment with a bunch of strangers it you know can be very scary you don't totally. know who to trust i'm always aware of the exit doors me too in every movie <laughs> yeah oh in every movie oh i man. always i have um lead character syndrome uh like in my visions and like nightmares of scenarios like that i'm in my version i survive always yeah (laughs) i'm like i would get out (laughs) me too because first of all we're thinking of it so we're more uh conscious of this being potentially happening to us we would probably duck or crawl first. <laughs> Do a backflip, like Neo, like bend backwards. Totally, because we are more <laughs> conscious of this being a potential reality. And Army crawl? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use someone as a human shield. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> friends and family. <laughs> or a stranger in the seat above you, or you know, in yeah, front of you. Yeah, stranger's better. Don't you think, instead of a family member? I mean, yeah. The and only then, problem is I'm like a tall person, like a... a a you know a woman of size that's gonna hinder some stuff i have the strength 
which is good because I can throw someone across the room, but I can't get into like a little nook and cranny. Like if I was four feet, feet tall and skinny, yeah. I could like go under the seat or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, these are the things I think about. Me too. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I'm also a fairly big target. <laughs> We're talking, dark we're, we're, we're talking about an active shooter scenario, right? Just to yeah. be... Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Say, trigger warning. Trigger warning. That's a fucked up reality. Uh, but yeah. But uh, I, there was an era in movie theater going. I was an active movie goer. And there was an era where going to the theater was really scary. Especially around the Joker time. Because people yeah. were like, oh my God. Someone's definitely going to kill a bunch of people in the Joker. It's like, whoa, God. Yeah. And even talking about that, it like it could inspire someone to be like, yeah, I'll be the person yeah, that kills like, Shut people. up about it. Don't yeah. give them ideas. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Also, movie theaters don't have um, metal detectors. Right. None of them, which I don't want them ever to, but yeah. unfortunately. Ugh, that would suck. What? To have metal detectors. <laughs> I know. It would make you so It's already hard that. enough checking in with my A-list. They check your ID. Oh, really? Yeah. But concerts have metal detectors for good reason, and we don't yeah. really care that much. I went to Blink-182, and I expect them to not let me have a knife. Or... You were probably with that submarine boy. <laughs> That submarine boy, I, let me tell you what, he did not act like he was sad at all when he was in line. He was hooting and hollering and pumping his fist and saying, I can't wait to watch Blink-182. He doesn't give a shit. No. He he's, he's a been... weirdo. Yeah, I know. People are dredging up. He's canceled. He got canceled. He uh, was like a potential active shooter. Yeah. I was going to cancel him just for what he did, uh, just by asking for Blink tickets. Yeah. But then he, it got even worse. Yeah. He said uh, mean stuff to Cardi B. Yeah. He like is a stalker he has such a bad rap i do want to go easy on him a little bit though because i do find i found out that he's a turtle time listener <gasps> so can we just like i mean he's canceled <laughs> okay i'm just kidding what's his name brian hamish huh. more than i know brian is his first <laughs> name and then his stepdad is a hamish okay um, um yeah he seems awful i saw a tweet that uh, <laughs> uh mariana sent that it's since been deleted uh but it was someone saying, uh, you know who is stoked about the submersive, uh, that's what it's called, right? Submersible? People want to say that, but Sub you can just say sub. Submarine, submarine. Uh, drama, Sub yeah. tragedy, whatever, uh, is probably Sandoval. Uh, he loves it. <laughs> well, it's a new news story for everyone to grab onto. But it's also like, it was... Yeah, it's perfectly timed, but also it's like, eh, let's talk about this now. You know, it's like it, I don't think they're one to one. No, they're different. Um, what, uh, you mean like five they're different? Dying. Yeah, types of areas. Yes, like we can talk about both, but um, and obviously it's horrific, horrible. But then there's the billionaire. Oh my god, billionaire element that I'm like, you know, not to get political. There's all those migrants on a boat. No one's talking about. There's right. all kinds of stuff going on. But anyways. What I was saying is a funny thought experiment would be what if Sandoval was on the submarine? What would people say? And then if they find the submarine and Sandoval gets out, would people celebrate him surviving? Or would a bunch of people get canceled for wishing him dead? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, let me <laughs> let me imagine the scenario. So Tom Sandoval, to get away from... Um, <laughs> 
the you know scandal effect, media. he decided to use a lot of his money to go on the submersible. submersible. He took he <laughs> took the two hundred k from his mom's retirement. He he and he said, "I would really <laughs> like to explore my passion, which is the Titanic sinking. I've yeah. never been really into underwater stuff, but I'm really interested in seeing the Titanic through." That little peephole. Yeah. So I'm going to use my money. I'm going to get away for two hours. Right? <laughs> yeah. Is he by himself? Just a three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> Is he by himself in this scenario? I think he's with... Well, I don't want to bring in the real... No, right. Don't. ...victims don't. into this, so... Let's see. What... He's by himself. Okay. The thought experiment is already... Just, it's run from the outside, so he's completely alone. In okay. solitude. Okay. And he's not even... In command- my version. He's not even commanding that console Well, he has or the little Xbox controller that everyone's talking about. All right. So he peeks the Titanic. And then let's say... How long are we going to talk about this? <laughs> he gets a good look at the Titanic. He sees the shipwreck. There's some... Um, what What is it? Like gold coins floating around. <laughs> um, wooden stairs. Yeah. White star line plates. White star line plate. The captain's hat. Uh-huh. Right? What's well, that? But he went down with the ship. <laughs> He was a, a good man. That was honorable. I yeah. would never. <laughs> you would never go down to the Goodbye. ship. Goodbye. <laughs> Our fight or flight. I, no, no. Or... I, would, I would put the captain's jacket and the captain's hat on some sort <laughs> on of. On a broom. Yeah, on, on a broomstick and lock the captain's chamber after me, I, you know, self-lock it. And then if anybody peeked in the windows, they'd say, oh, the captain, he's amazing. He went down with the ship and sayonara, baby. I'm on the bottom of one of those. Uh, they would have a spec. I would obviously, I would commission a special little rowboat for the captain. Yeah. Go- going down with the ship? <laughs> would what you? What about the band? What? Oh, the band was they awesome. They went down with the ship. Who, the band? Yeah. You, bands go down with the ship. Okay. <laughs> bands, you're playing music. You want to keep everybody uh, in a fun mood. Although the music was kind of somber. Yeah. Right? Right? Didn't... Was there a moment... I'm trying to remember what they played, but yeah, it's sad. It, and, classical um, music. Yeah. Um, I love... Because the thing about that movie, uh, the movie Titanic, uh, is that Jack in that movie has what exactly what we're talking about, where he has like superhuman survival skills. He, Jack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is like... Like, everything goes their way. Up until a certain point. Well, what about when he's uh, handcuffed to the thing? She act, puts an axe through the yeah. handcuffs, yeah. which I don't think, I don't know if that would work, but also she would just cut his arm off on accident. But um, when they're the climb up to the back of the boat and it starts sinking, he knows all about physics and what will happen. When oh, it's, right. He like, says, he's like, there will be a huge amount of force from this million gravity. ton. Uh, yeah. boat going under. I'm like, how do you know? This has never happened before. Like, how do you know what the science is? Yeah. I mean, remember he was in <laughs> France. He was like kind of a, a, a street kid taking, yeah. uh, doing na- nude photos of people and maybe he just learned some things about the world while he was on the street. Maybe, yeah. Who, what was his friend's name? The uh, Italian? Fabrizio. F- Fabrizio did the opposite. <laughs> he went up on the top. Right. Or no, he went down to the bottom. I thought he got shot. Fabrizio. Oh, Doesn't yeah, he, he get shot? Oh, he did? By who? <laughs> One of the workers. Oh, okay. Because he's like, I said, stop fucking around. <laughs> oh, right. And then he dies. It's really sad, dark. That's awful. But so. <laughs> the Titanic minute. So then, <laughs> in your thought experiment, if Sandoval went down there, he peaked, and then something. There's. Oh, my God. Why are there like nonstop helicopters? Well, that's this is like what my house is like <laughs> nonstop helicopters all the time. Um, 
if Sandoval went down and then came back up through sheer rescue ability, like yeah. like uh, everyone rallied around him. I mean, I would hope that they didn't know it was Tom Sandoval under there, so the rescue teams wouldn't just say, <laughs> forget let him. him. <laughs> forget him. This is the most hated man in America. <laughs> I would expect that they would they would do their due diligence, rescue him, and then I would personally celebrate him being alive. Yeah. But do, do people you would think be it making would jokes about it. Scandival? If yeah. he survived? Yeah. You do? Well, as long as he came out and he said something like, it took me going to the <laughs> depths of the ocean to find out the depths of my depravity yeah. with Ariana, and now I know truly the horror I have committed I'm so sorry. Yeah. I think I would cheer. Would you cheer? I mean, it would be exciting. Can't lie. He, but he's, we know he's not in it, right? Because we've seen him. You said he was taking out garbage. <laughs> yeah, I think we can confirm that Sandoval is not in the submersible. Do you think that um, if they had live rescue footage, do you think Ariana would be watching the footage? Yes. Yeah. I think Ariana would call a... Tr- or, or what's that called? She would not allow her... Um, you know, anger at him to override her feeling of, I, we got to hope this man survives. Cause I don't think she wishes ultimately Tom dead. Right. Especially not that way. No, we don't. <laughs> yo, no, you don't want him like that. But you know, I think just breaking news, which this will be old news by tomorrow, but they found there's a big pile of debris. Really? You know, yeah. In the, in the site the, oh, where shit. the Titanic was. And also their oxygen is already out. Fuck. So if they weren't rescued, it's, it's, it's over for them, unfortunately. Uh, it was, it was, it, you know, the chances were like probably 5% out of a... So dark. It's so dark. Yeah. The most fucked up... I mean, there are so many fucked up details about it. I wasn't as enthralled with it as me, everyone else in the world. I was like, wow, we're really going to be obsessed with this? Okay. Me neither. I, I don't find it to be that... Like, I find it horrible, but I don't... I wouldn't dwell on this or be... I'm not captivated No, I kind by of it. like skirted past it until it really took over the internet and the news. I was like, all right, fine. I'll get interested, yeah, I like guess. Yeah, it's like Scandival's but, over. Yeah. <laughs> but my the crazy detail is that they bolt it closed from the outside. So if even if it had floated up on its own, but no one found it, they'd still be equally fucked. Yeah. I mean, you have to equate them with like Everest people. Yeah, and totally. Volcano people jumpers. die at Everest every day yeah it's just they did something that i guess seems more safe but in reality when you think about it it seems horrible and not (laughs) safe in any way yeah so they're just they're adventurers they had adventure spirit they had to know that was a possibility yeah it's not it's not foolproof they signed a waiver yeah you think they signed a waiver they did oh they did it's a death on it multiple times the waiver yeah i mean you have to imagine that's a possibility the the urge to do that is what is interesting to me right yeah i had a earlier this year i had an everest era you did where i read uh into thin air and i want to read that it's really good oh, um man. john crack hours yeah his name? did you know he was there he did he, he did was a part of there it? during the de- the debacle that the book is about no i didn't know he that. survived i thought he just wrote about it but he was literally on the tour he was there. That is so wild. I started reading the other book, the the Mormon book he did, and it was mm. so I loved it so Under much. Under the so banner of heaven. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to read that. You should. Okay. Um, and then I became obsessed, and I watched like every documentary, and um, I watched the um, Jake Gyllenhaal, James Brolin movie Everest. Oh, I've um, seen that. Is it good? It's good. It's like it's kind of a quick 
overview because I became so obsessed that by the time I watched it, I was like, yeah, 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 know all about this anyways. But they actually went to Everest. They only, I think, went to base camp, but they actually filmed it there, which was crazy. Would you ever do it? Fuck no. Would you go to the base camp? No. I would just want to look up at it. I don't think it's worth it. Is it true that they, like when they're going up Everest, they like see the frozen bodies um, of dead people who have done it in the past? Yeah. And they're like markers? Because they can't take them down because a lot of the, uh, all the brunt of everything lays on the Sherpas who make not that much um, because they're the ones that are from there and they know that's like how they make money. But a lot of them die too. Right. And uh, getting people off the mountain is a whole thing. Um, But yeah, everyone says once you get to the top, you don't enjoy the top because you're on a ticking clock. You have to get out of there because you're running out of air and you can't be up that high. You're not supposed to be up that high. Our bodies can't handle it. So you're on a race to get back if you can even get back. A lot of people die on the way back down, not the way up. Whoa. Because you're completely spent and out of energy and you have yeah. to get all the way back down. Probably also they're high-fiving a bunch up there, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, they run out of energy jumping into the air. <laughs> what would you do, times. hypothetically, because we're doing thought experiments, hypothetically, hypothetically, if you did reach the top, what would your mm-hmm. one thing you did up there I would do? dab. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the last dab on Everest? <laughs> You'd be the only person ever dabbed there and probably the last person. Ooh, how good of a and dab? I dropped it. <laughs> she dabbed. Do a death to, drop. No, what if you did that? Oh, what if you unfortunately got frozen in the middle doing a dab? <laughs> that would be bad. And I just was the topper on Everest, like a cake topper for yeah. eternity. They would probably get rid of your body if you were. <laughs> um, they wouldn't want that at the top. I don't think your dead body, frozen dead body, doing a dab would be the marker that they would want up there. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. We should do. I want to do a graphic of you <laughs> frozen in ice, like um, like The Shining. Yeah. You know, uh, Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining, but you're in it to have, and it's you on top of Everest. How big is the top of Everest? Like huge, it's right? It's like twenty eight thousand feet. It's like be- oh no no, no. How, how, oh. How, the the circumference oh. of the top is it like a small like a tip? Yeah, I, I'm picturing you as literally on a cake, you know, on the very top. But I assume there's some yeah, there's a little of, bit of space. Wow, that is amazing. But yeah. Wow, you had an Everest era. Yeah, I got very fascinated. I love, um, I don't know, I think there's a word for that. Like, um, what is it called? Like, gruesome uh, interests. I mean, not like true crime, but what's that called? Like, Or there's like, um, what's it called? Blank tourism. Like, oh yeah, uh, um, not problematic, but, or uh, just like dark. Dark tourism? Something like that, where people, you know... Like the murder tour you yeah. can go on or um, I don't know. But I just think it's fascinating about yeah, what makes people want to do that. They'll pay so much money. I'm sure you've seen that image of all the people waiting in line to get to the top of Everest. There was like a no. article. I don't know if it was like New York Times or something a couple years ago. And during the peak season, because the conditions, sorry, I'm going off on Everest right go now. Go for it. But the conditions have to be perfect yeah. to do it. Like, Otherwise, like a you'll couple die. months. Yeah. Like a hot day. The wind and the snow and like everything has to be perfect. So everyone goes at the same time. And there's an image of that last 
little part to get up there's just a line of like a hundred people waiting their turn to get on like they're at Disneyland and I'm like okay so it's not even like a cool spiritual experience you're just like waiting in a line with a bunch of other rich assholes once you get to the very top like the last well I think there's like um I don't remember all the lingo but there are certain areas that are like ladders basically and you have to like get to the next region so I think they get backed up yeah at those areas because you have to wait for people in front of you to get through that part it's like come on (laughs) yeah finish doing it come back down here with us and your like entire body is being like collapsed by the pressure at that altitude i think i think yeah i mean people get bored i guess with life and and there's risk like going to jet ski (laughs) it's so much more fun about half as risky. Yeah. You can do it anytime you want. It's not that expensive. No. Jet skis are so cool. You get the exact same <laughs> thrill as being at the top of Everest. If you're, I, I did jet skis at like the Big Bear Lake or whatever. Oh, that's it, fun. I felt like I was climbing Everest. It's so fun. And when you fall off, like instead of falling off Everest, long, horrible <laughs> fall, you just fall right into water. Cooling, refreshing body of water. Do you like jet skiing? I actually think it's scary. <laughs> what if you? What if someone went hypothetically pretty slow, like twenty miles per hour? I'm okay with being on like the back. Yeah. But when I'm in charge of driving it, I go not fast enough, and I'm oh like just scared. Oh my god. Of being I, in charge. Oh, I love it. And they also, if you go sixty miles an hour or whatever, fifty miles an hour, you have this key lock on your thing. So if you f- go flying off, the jet ski just fully stops. Okay. I don't know. It's not that risky, <laughs> but I, I think you're right, though. The thrill I get from jet skiing is probably what those people feel when they go to Everest. For sure. Um, well, maybe we can record a special episode at base camp. Maybe I'll make an exception. That would be so fun. Is it, um, <laughs> where is it? Nepal or is it? Yeah, it's there's, yeah, it's, Oh, oh it's, it probably covers. Well, yeah, there's, you can go in through China Okay. or like, Oh my God. Why do we always bring up <laughs> shit that I'm terrified to say? <laughs> well, wrong? I was just thinking, uh, <laughs> Nepal. I was like, I have no yeah, clue. But so. there's, you can go in from like two different okay, ways and so the nations are in competition about, you know, there's one way that's maybe safer, but like they charge, you know, they just keep upping the price for the permit. Oh. So it's like, at first it was not that much. And then they were like 20 grand and then they were like 50 grand yeah. and then they were like 75 and people would just pay it of course so it's kind of a hard scenario because you know obviously the sherpas are in danger by doing that job but at the same time it they need that those tourism dollars right so it's complicated it sounds very complicated well real housewives of everest oh what would they do (laughs) spinoff would they just hang out on everest rich women climbing oh. Everest. Oh, like an ultimate girl strip. Yeah. <laughs> ultimate girls who trip. Who would go? Season six, Mount Everest. <laughs> who would go, you said? Yeah. Who are... Bethany. Okay. Because she's, you know, she's rich enough. I don't know yeah. if they make them pay their own way. We need some fit girlies. I mean... Tamara and Teresa have done bodybuilding. Yeah, I was thinking Tamara, but I was like, do I want to watch Ultimate Girl Strip Mount Everest with Tamara? I guess <laughs> so. Kind of annoying. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe some Salt Lake snow bunnies. Oh, right. They're already adapted <laughs> to cold uh, weather. That yeah. might be good. Well, it's, I mean, that, that show basically pitches itself. I mean, throw any cast at Everest. Right, so now we have good. Conover and Catania, Real Housewives of Everest. 
Yep. And then um, you have your um, the ultimate guys trip yep. ideas. Yep. Ultimate boys trip. Three yeah. seasons of that locked in. The cast is like solidified. <laughs> okay, I mean, great. I've called all of them. They're in. Okay, cool. Danny Provenzano from New Jersey. <laughs> Can we add Bo Deedle? Of course we can. Bo Deedle wasn't even like in the ether when I started doing these. Bo Deedle needs to be there. He could be, you know, investigating all of them while they're in the house. Okay, great. Cool. Can we have to add to, I know that um, Catania doesn't like Bo Deedle, but I think it would be fun if the law firm used Bo Deedle as a resource to yes. dig up dirt for their clients. I, I, does Frank, I don't know if he doesn't necessarily like Bo Deedle. He doesn't like that Louis... <laughs> co-opted him Bo Deedle has since said that he has no affiliation with Louis so do you believe him I mean he would be an amazing private investigator if he just (laughs) lied about it I I have no clue what the hell is going on with Bo Deedle but I don't think Frank Catania has negative feeling towards Bo Deedle it was just that Bo Deedle was being sicked on him so I think he's an amazing resource for that show okay great Bo Deedle is already he's already an actor you said it he's in Wolf of Wall Street what other films uh I think the Irishman and what was the third um it was three scorsese movies okay well he's he would be amazing i don't remember Uh, yeah he'd be amazing on that show and just an update on that we sent an email to bravo with all that information (laughs) and just specifically the 20 minutes where we talked about it or maybe five minutes we talked about it and so far they haven't replied back but it went to the right place (laughs) okay great um okay wait so we started talking about Stasi on the toast, but oh yeah, let's get more into it because I thought it was really interesting. Um, in conjunction with Jacks having been on a few weeks ago, yeah, they, I thought it was interesting that so Jacks was on and the host really um, let him say whatever he wanted. She oh, yeah. didn't have any follow ups. She didn't call him out on his very clear, in my opinion, bullshit. Yeah. I think maybe we already talked about it a little bit of where he was saying Lisa begged him for advice and yeah. Uh, he, she should have asked him to invest in a bar that Schwartz and Sandy's begged him to take over for Sandoval. Yeah, just <laughs> it was actually I think it was great with no pushback because she just sort of let him <laughs> let just him, run, gave him enough rope, so <laughs> to speak. Yeah, he just let him run wild, and he everything <laughs> he said, every other sentence was like you could just tell it was a Jack's lie, right? Like his his brain and how he interpreted it. I mean, there were just easy things to just dispute. Like he said, he, he said that he had Schwartz on his podcast and that Schwartz said that um, Raquel and Tom Sandoval were no longer dating anymore. And then like, I had listened to that episode and Tom Schwartz says, I have no idea. I'm not keeping in touch with them. So just one basic fact, he just like fully got wrong. Yeah. If you fact check him for one second ever, it's always made up completely. Also, he says, 99.9% of the time, I am always right. Right. If you look back, you can check my history, find out a time when I was wrong. And then I was trying to think about it because I was thinking of instances where he lied. Right. And then he eventually owned up, you know, Faith, um, uh, the Kristen thing, yeah. Miami girl, he actually was right. Yeah. But, so, but then I was like, so when when was Jax wrong? I mean, I know he's been wrong in the past, right. but- what has he been really wrong about? Yeah, I was trying to think about it too, and then you my were? brain shut down. Yeah, it's just <laughs> well, it's like a weird, uh, specific right wrong. Right, what does wrong mean? Right, it doesn't mean he never lied because he's one of the biggest liars that there ever right. was. What was he wrong about? I mean, he did say that Ariana and Sandoval's relationship was a facade, mm-hmm. which Tom Sandoval has since said that. 
Ariana doesn't believe that, but I don't know. You could kind of say he was right, right. in his interpretation right. of their. Well, it's also that he's like the most cynical of everyone. He just calls. He thinks, he the, thinks worst. the worst of everyone. Yeah, so, true. <laughs> with this group of people, you're probably going to end up being right if you just don't give anyone any benefit That's of true. the doubt. Yeah. The the what you said about him going or Lisa coming to him when she's having <laughs> drama in Beverly Hills, like sitting him down at Sir to ask his advice. Like that is just so ridiculous. Insane. I mean, she would ask anyone <laughs> over Jax. I mean, we're rewatching, uh, as you all know, on the Patreon from the beginning. And Lisa has no respect for him ever from no, the start, no. like at all. And I, I feel like they're not in a good place. I mean, the things he said about Lisa, like that she's just a prop on stage, that she has well, no also, place like, on the good show. Good fucking luck with your comeback. Yeah, for real. I, I, I know that I am a little bit of an outlier in that I still believe everyone needs to kiss the Vanderpump ring, but I'm like, it's still called Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, I agree. He he gave her no credit. I mean, uh, uh, to give him some credit, it is true that although she gave them the the push and made the teaser or whatever with them they were the ones who had to propel this show and it is based fully on the personalities of the those cast members yeah. the reason why it survived if it would have been a flop cast it would have lasted you know not even past the pilot for sure so he's right about that but he was very disparaging of lisa and i don't think he can come i, I think there's some grudge there between right. him and lisa because i think People are more talking about Jax and Brittany getting a spinoff than they are talking about Jax and Brittany actually being on Vanderpump Rules. Right. Did you see, who was it? Oh, Amy Schumer was on Watch What Happens Live a week or two ago. And um, she brought up something about they're playing like Mary Fuck Kill or something. And Jax came up and uh, she was saying, isn't, wasn't he canceled or kicked off the show for something racial? And Andy was like, no. Yeah, no. He- Which... But like, I thought I always thought it was tied into the faith thing, but it's not. No, he he people. So here's the timeline: Stassi and Kristen got the axe, yeah, fully like blacklisted. You're yeah. out. Then there was like two months or three months, I, I think. I, I don't remember the exact timeline. And then Jax and Brittany left the show or were fired. We don't know. Um, but it wasn't in relation to those things. People started to pull from Jax's past to say people had finally had enough of him. They they said that his um, comments about Billy Lee were mm-hmm. horrible, that he had done things that were racially motivated in the past, but there wasn't any specific incident that, that they s- knew he got canceled for. Okay. What I think happened was they weren't filming. It was like COVID, yeah. and a th- they had a full like missed season, I think, uh, mm-hmm. from COVID. And I think Jax was probably saying... If you if we don't film, you know, we're Brittany and I are gonna are going to find some other network. Like we need to film immediately or whatever. Probably just like uh, full of ego. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm gonna leave if you don't, you know, if we don't start filming or if you don't tell me what's going on or whatever." So I think they both got to a place where Bravo was like, "Hey, why don't you take a pause? Um, we'll go our separate ways." So I don't think they were specifically fired. I think they. Jack said it. they both came to agreement. I don't know uh-huh. if I believe him or not, but I don't think he was specifically fired. I think he was just he becoming became difficult. too difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I buy that. Um, but yeah, so he was saying he uh, re-explained the Stassi wedding story because as we know, Jackson Brittany did not go to Stassi's Italian wedding. Yes. And his storyline is that um, they didn't get Cruz's passport in time. They, um, 
then uh, they were going to leave him behind. But then it was like Brittany's mom was going to come watch him. But then she had an emergency that so she couldn't come. Mm -hmm. So he was basically like, you know, it wasn't in the cards. It turned out, you know, everything kept going wrong. We couldn't go. And they he also didn't want to get stuck in Italy. So he, then oh, he, right. He, he was adds, like, I was seeing stuff about people getting stuck in Italy. And I was like, I got jobs and a kid. I can't be stuck in Italy. So adding those random details to your excuse actually makes things sound worse. Because yeah. you don't have one specific thing for why it happened. You're just throwing a bunch of dirt at the wall hoping that something sounds like a legitimate yeah. excuse. You're like, an entire wedding party is going to Italy like... I don't think all of you are going to get trapped in yeah. Italy. Like, what are you talking right. about? I like when he said that he gave her 500 bucks for the food. Yeah, he Venmoed her. <laughs> That's so insulting. I know. Um, okay, so he said that amongst his other bullshit. Then Stassi went on the toast and they asked her about this. And she said, perfect, great. Now, she was like, he did not tell the truth. Um, it turns out that Stassi, I wish she named names, but... She said that Jax and Brittany were talking shit about the wedding, te- like telling other people. I want. I don't know Schwartz what they said. To but Katie. I mean, yeah, there so many connections. It could have been talking shit to Schwartz about it. Katie hears from Schwartz. Katie tells Saucy. What do you think they were saying? Just like uh, annoying to have to go to Europe for this bullshit. Uh, imagine like, Jax complaining. He complained yeah. about going to the beach that one day in yeah. season eight when Max set up a beach day to go clean up litter. He said it litter. wasn't eco-friendly. He goes, oh, you're all going to drive your cars to go clean up litter? I mean, in his defense, that was horrible. There was no litter. It was the cleanest beach I've yeah. ever seen in my life. And it made no sense. But... He complains about everything. Yeah. He's in, he was in his complaining era. Yeah. And I, th- I could totally imagine him bitching like crazy about um, the, you know, spending going money to on the flight, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Ha- having a baby, doing all this stuff, the passport, or whatever. And they just flopped out. Even when Stassi checked in to say, hey, I heard you're talking so much <laughs> shit about my wedding. Are you actually coming? And they go, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> of course. And then they drop out when it's too late to do anything about it. I would be yeah. so pissed. Oh, yeah. She was saying, like, they made the cut and she had to exclude, you know, yeah. I mean, you've had to plan a wedding. Yes. You know how I have not. And I think it would be painstaking to make those choices. Uh, other people that w- she would have gladly given a slot to. Anyone. They took. Uh, yeah. Anyone. And it's not it was, about the money. Yeah. And it was too logistic. Too late. Complex. Yeah. Imagine calling someone and being like, the wedding's tomorrow in Italy. Do you want to come? Uh." (laughs) You can't. Yeah. You you can't do it. And and I have not heard a wedding story yet that doesn't have some friendship ending thing or some massive drama about the guest list. Right. It is just the one incident in your life where you have to choose people and there's always someone that gets offended or that should have been invited or you have to cut out or people realize that they weren't as close to you it's always some drama about yeah and all that stuff made me think when they're going back and forth hearing these two rival podcasts and hearing jack's lie and hearing the stuff he said about like uh, Kristen, which we can talk about but i was just like man there is so much drama here i would have loved to Fuck, see seriously that was the, such a waste the ninth season of vanderpump rules could have potentially been stassi's wedding in italy Dude, with half the i cast like want to cry don't even tell me it's like oh, so sad he just sent, gave me chills <laughs> I, I was just picturing us going to italy for vanderpump rules. it would have been like six episodes long of like gearing up Three episodes in Italy. Jackson, Brittany are there. K- I think Katie was there. Christina Kelly is there. Like even or Jackson, Brittany being filmed oh, talking dude. shit and then not going. 
That it's already that would have been five episodes of the best Vanderpump Rules you've ever seen. Just the Ugh. drama from that storyline. Then Stassi was definitely like a bridezilla. Oh, totally. Then there's the Kristen stuff where Jack says that he hangs out with Kristen, but she won't. She's constantly talking about his ex boyfriend, like oh, her yeah. ex boyfriend that he can't see anymore. I was like, that is amazing. Yeah. Put a camera on that. I want to see Kristen still and you fighting about these like relationships with her exes and stuff. <laughs> I love Jax's point of view is always just no one has any like to stand on with anything they say against him. Like Kristen's like, don't hang out with my ex. And he's like, he's basically saying, we don't talk about you, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> he said that like three times. We are not sitting there talking about you. Get over it. Get over it. Um, and apparently he's still like blocks Kristen all the time like she has to unblock herself from his phone every time it's she sees so it funny yeah. um but yeah he was definitely alluding to a spinoff Stassi made it sound like she would very much be interested in being on some sort of a show but yeah. um you know they were saying would Hartford be allowed to be on tv and she says depends on the show yeah um but uh yeah I thought that was great that she just I mean obviously Stassi's story makes a lot more sense because Jax's was filled with holes. I I fully believe. I mean, I fully (laughs) believe it. I just think even when Jax isn't lying, I think he has the Teresa Mm -hmm. brain where what he heard in the conversation is fact in his mind, and he just plays out every conversation in his head to where he hears what he wants to hear, and then that's the truth. I don't believe him at all. No, ever. No, (laughs) but that's why he's so entertaining. I thought his. Toast uh, podcast. If you haven't listened to it, um, Little Turtles, you got to listen to because it, it was just so entertaining. Yeah, fifty minutes of Jack's <laughs> lying, saying all these fake stories, tall tales, tall tales. It was like big fish. It was totally his his life is complete unreality. Like everything he says, it was so entertaining. I was I was more entertained by his interview than Stassi's because Stassi's like logical and she was being you know I liked a little bit of drama, but they didn't go so in. Jack's just went in. So yeah, he'll say anything. He has to be like, you know, he basically has to be like reined in to not say like the worst stuff you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. I forget. I was looking at something online about him and was reading the comments. And it's funny. It depends which page you're on and whatever Mm because things differ. But there was a decent amount of anti, I mean, anti him, but anti Britney sentiment that I thought it was interesting because I'm surprised that because I'm, I'm kind of like. If you roll with Jax, I don't trust you completely. Like, right. I'm not just going to give her the good old gal heart of gold just because. Yes. Um, and I feel like that wedding thing played into that. Yes. And uh, yeah, I'm curious. I'm like, what else is going on there? Is she Does she have a sinister side or has she just been broken by having to defend Jax for so long? I think she... I, yeah, it's hard to get into it. I believe Brittany is a good person, but has one eye closed to the shenanigans that, you know, Jax brings to their life. Yeah. I fully believe she was a victim in the Stasi wedding drama. I'm sure yeah. it was Jax that was talking shit, and she really thought she could make it up to a certain point where Jax said, we're absolutely not going or whatever. Right. And then she has to bear the brunt of telling Stasi <laughs> that this happened. I yeah. don't think Brittany has ill will towards anyone or or has a bad you know spirit to her but i think she lets jacks get away jacks gets away with a lot with yeah. her and you could say she is implicated right by his 
behavior. Yeah. When they were on Watch What Happens, Andy asked if they were surprised about Scandaball. And it, at basically the same oh, time, yeah. Jack says, like, no, I'm not surprised at all. And she's like, I am. Or like, I yeah. was. Yeah. You know, no. And then, and then he goes, and then Jack says something like, uh, no, he's been cheating all the time. I knew he was cheating. Uh-huh. I've, I've been getting texts that he's cheating, um, you know, on Ariana <laughs> for a really long time. And Brittany goes, you have? So, wait, no. If I would have known that, I would have told Ariana that right. there's all these rumors. So, she, it made Jax look just bad, you know, or it made Brittany look bad. That yeah. Jax was saying that he had evidence that he had yeah. been cheating this entire time. Right. Well, that's also one of the things he was, quote, right about was Miami Girl, and it was because he was there. Right. I mean, he heard them <laughs> having sex, basically. I still can't believe Miami Girl is true. It's crazy. I, really, I can't, I can't wait, wait till we get there I, I mean, on I the know, show. I was just going to say, I am going to watch it with completely new eyes. Oh. I like, can't wait to see it. That's going to be hard to watch Sandoval lie through <sighs> his teeth. I know. And that's the era where I started to like Sandoval. And I was like, Ariana and him versus the world. Like, And now just knowing that was completely <sighs> fake. Yeah. Oof, very Dark. Bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Was there anything else on the Stasi? interview that was interesting to you i was just I, I wanted to talk about stassi wanting to go back on television under her own um you know on her own pretenses yeah. and have like a world where it's bow and hartford but it's not so toxic i think Kristen wants the same thing yeah and jackson Brittany, i assume half want the same thing but I can't imagine a spinoff. Like, obviously, I think Stassi cannot have a reality show on her own. I don't no. think she should have a Stassi's world. Yeah. Or, you know, Stassi's Guide to Being ba- Basic, like the <laughs> show or whatever. I don't yeah. think that would have enough legs. We no. Wouldn't, we wouldn't tune in. So she has to have a little bit of the Vanderpump Rules runoff. But just a show with those four, the fired cast... <laughs> It's like, why? just please push that into Vanderpump Rules. You guys can create, I think we've said this before, yeah. maybe on Patreon. You guys can create the the a family-oriented, more adult-themed yeah. version and still have the chaos of what's happening with Schwartz and yeah. Sandoval. They, they can live on the same show. Yeah. I don't really think that they have to be burdened by the awful you know, toxicity of this one aspect of the show. Right. They can all live on yeah, the same show. Yeah, because there's still people that they know. Yes. So it's still relevant. Yeah, let Schwartz dip into both. He can go into the family world with you guys and then have to go back to the horror show, show <laughs> with uh, Sandoval. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, no, I don't, I don't really, I don't really want the spinoff version. Yeah. I just don't think, I don't think we're going to enjoy what just, I mean, the, the it all goes back to the worst decision in the world, which was when COVID happened, Everyone was like, our brains were completely fried. <laughs> and Stassi and Kristen got fired within one minute yeah. of the, you know, the faith scandal coming out with no thought to the repercussions, no, <laughs> no chance for repentance, you know? Right. And, well, have you been seeing, it's a testy area, but what faith has, I, I actually is feel, up to this week? It's shocking to me because it actually doesn't feel that testy anymore like I, I feel like the sentiment is that that was lame as hell yeah that it's that for, it's too late <laughs> first of all and I read um Stassi's book off with her head uh-huh. there's no disparaging comments about faith in any way uh-huh. it just seems like unfortunately I mean I'm I'm gonna take the bullet here it seems like a total cash grab so explain what 
if people haven't seen this online, Faith is starting a GoFundMe to raise money to sue Stasi. She wants to sue Stasi and get all the profits from Stasi's book. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, she wants all the profits that used yeah, her. Yeah, it's too late. It's too late. That book came out like <laughs> two years how, ago. So long ago. Yeah, and and it's one chapter in her book. It's about being canceled. I I just I don't know. I it's too it is too sensitive to talk about. But I think I feel like the the world when Stasi got canceled the Vanderpump Rules community was like it it was it was off with her head it yeah. was bravo death penalty yeah it was goodbye Stassi <laughs> I uh, we're covering you in gasoline and lighting you on fire and you don't belong in this world anymore yeah and now it seems like with time I mean we're openly you and I are gonna I don't know if you well should I say it I mean we're going to see her yeah her we're live going show. to yes like we're going to see Saucy show and I don't even I read her book I watch we just talked about her interview on the toast she's not a canceled figure in our minds anymore but if you would have said that five days after the cancellation it would be like I mean you right would, you would you would be sentenced to death too <laughs> right it's just time really has healed this Heals saucy situation and yeah I mean I do I'm not even I'm not as big of a Stassi stan as a lot of people but um when you do watch uh, some of that, uh, her last moments on the show, she does say some questionable shit <laughs> that you're like, I hope uh, you've grown. I think she's grown uh, in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, there's some cringe moments on. I think it's maybe because she seems like one of the smarter ones, question yeah. mark, yeah. Uh, TBD, um, that when she says, offensive things whereas like if jack says something offensive you're like you're a moron like shut up but if someone that you kind of give a little more credit to says offensive things you're like oh man (laughs) yeah totally um but 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 i just i'm just shocked by the world and how we have moved past what seemed like the worst thing in vanderpump rules history and like that that stassi and Kristen were just like removed from the world right which is why I'm very curious what will happen with Sandoval because yeah, everyone I mean, else canceled, has right? been, I mean, he's not, he's like, he's not canceled, he, but like to some people he is because <sighs> yeah, I guess it veers into like emotional abuse territory. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Which is true, but uh, I don't know. It's more, it seems more on the realm of humanity than something that was like racially motivated. Seems like right. Like okay, yeah, you right. we, we we cannot bear what you did. Whereas Sandoval feels like okay, this is in the realm of what we've dealt with on these shows before. Right. He's hated. Yeah. But no one, I mean, not a lot of people are saying Sandoval should never film on Vanderpump Rules again. I think right. most people want to see the aftermath I mean, in of the this. comments, some people, that's the thing though. I get so confused in the comments because believe... it's, there's these little sample areas and they're all different. The thing about the internet and when you see comments is you just don't know if that's truly what someone is saying <laughs> right. and what they actually believe. Their it's, public it's, opinion. It's shocking. It's shocking to think about that because when I'm talking on the internet, I am saying my true opinion but there are a lot of people that just want to foster uh the the opposite <laughs> opinion and see what happens when well, you it's in- like um how people lie in their exit polls when they vote like oh they no do? one will like admit sometimes won't admit who they actually voted Whoa. for oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't know they do that why <laughs> Cause isn't, isn't it still secretive yeah but they uh i don't know i think people 
some people are publicly ashamed of their real opinions. Yeah, but like when you're in that booth, you can just you're like, like oh, go yeah. for it. MAGA baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I voted for uh, Biden. Yeah. Um, yeah. What were, wait, what were we just saying right before this? <laughs> Tangent. Oh, um, oh, well, just, I guess what? Sandoval coming back. Oh, oh, right. just no. I can't trust, like, like we talked about, like the pro Lindsay people to bring it to Summer House. Yeah. And you're like, no one I've ever talked to in real life actually voices a pro Lindsay stance right. that I've ever heard but in then my the life. the entire internet is yes. staunchly against. I will say also on that Amy Schumer, Watch What Happens, Andy asked if he was on Team Lindsay and she said, is anyone Team Lindsay? And I was like, okay, plus one. Amy Schumer but said then, that? seconds later she then she said she's team no one and so she's not pro danielle she's just not pro Lindsay. and then she went on to talk shit on kyle and says she doesn't like him and that it's annoying that he's always drinking lover boy amy schumer said that i'm like let him get his bag like what are you talking about yeah i mean <laughs> i don't mind if other drinks are present on summer house <laughs> i don't mind i think it might be interesting to see other drinks other than Loverboy, but I, I can't imagine being anti-Kyle. And it, now it makes me rethink being happy when she said she's anti-Lindsay. I know. That's the thing. It was complicated. I was like, yes. Aww. Yeah. What does make Bravo <laughs> fun is that someone could say they are the biggest Tamra fan in the world. <laughs> And I'll, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> but there's room for everyone's opinions. And it's kind of fun. Like, yeah. Someone could, you know, or I guess a better example is is Teresa versus Melissa. Yeah. It's much more ambiguous. Yeah. I could totally imagine being a, a Teresa stand to the living end. And like, I used to be that way. Yeah. But now that I'm seeing Melissa, it's like, it is fun to, to, I don't know, you know, have a completely different opinion and respect the other person's opinion. Right. Lindsay Hubbard might be the first one that I can't abide right. at all. Know, like if someone said that, I'd be like, get away from me. Well, yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would be very <laughs> interested to know someone who justifies loving Tamra. <laughs> okay. I don't love Tamra blindly, but I do have a little bit of a soft spot. So we can talk about that. Yeah. Should we start our was OC? A, was that a perfect journey? natural segue? It was. Um, and right at the... Wow. Uh, almost at an hour. I hope that we, uh, our listenership didn't drop at uh, either the submersible Everest. No, no, no. Oh, no here, here's what our, our listener um, attentiveness was. Submersible went up. Okay. Then there, then it was Everest. It's like, whoa, what the hell? It was the opposite of the peak of Everest. It went completely down. Okay. Then the toast. Okay. Back, back up. up. And then I think we... We kept it broad. What about oriented. the fatwa minute? <laughs> Me asking <laughs> technically what a fatwa is, oh, no. <laughs> and the and the active shooter in a the theater. Right. Ooh, we boy. started off real fun. I think uh, it ta- you know it takes ten minutes for us to get into it. Wasn't you know? there a curb your enthusiasm fatwa storyline? Yeah, the full full ninth season. Uh, his <laughs> his first season back, he gets a fatwa. <laughs> Uh, on him. So Larry says we're allowed to joke about a fatwa. Oh, you totally are. But the Salman Rushdie thing made it real <laughs> Not horrible funny. again. Yeah. And Salman Rushdie was in that season of Curb. Oh, I need to rewatch. I, uh, whenever I go to my parents' house, that's like what we watch to wow. pass the time. The and uh, I made my dad a uh, Father's Day card that says, Hope your Father's Day is pretty, pretty, pretty good. Does it have Larry's <laughs> face on it? Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. That is so sweet. <laughs> Curb is. is Top five, you know, favorite show of all time. It's great. Nine is a stinker because he was okay. just coming back. Ten 
is an absolute classic. What's going on there? Ten is the uh, Latte Larry's Larry's. versus Mocha Joe's (laughs) uh, feud, Uh which is amazing. And then (laughs) eleven is sort of in the middle. He's he's back, but it's not fully as good. Ten is like a all star. Which one talks about COVID stuff? Where he's like stockpiling. Eleven, I think. Uh, (laughs) Blue boy, I don't know. Ten or eleven. I did think the uh, the. KKK dry cleaning robes is pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. He gets them <laughs> washed for the guy. Yeah. yeah He's great. like, well, it's my fault. I think my favorite season, ultimately, before we talk about Orange County, which is what everyone <laughs> wants to hear us talk about potentially, you have is to this, wait a little longer. Yeah, is the Seinfeld season. Yeah. It's just so. I've fun. been getting clips from that on TikTok when he tries to play George. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the really best. Funny. I think my favorite moment in all of Curb is uh, Bob Einstein telling the joke to Jerry Seinfeld. The um, do you remember the joke? He, I think so. It's well, it's horrible. isn't it like disgusting? Yes, yeah, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. But Larry's getting so mad because the joke takes forever, <laughs> and then Jerry legitimately laughs at the jokes. It was the first time he heard it, and his laugh is so amazing. I, I just love. Oh, I love uh, Funkhauser. Oh, it's yeah, it's so sad. That he died. Rip. I mean, yeah, he was the best. All right, well, from Funkhauser to Real Housewives of Orange County, I don't know, should we, let's take an ad break, because yeah. it's a perfect ad break. Perfect. And I don't know if we're going to turtle. <laughs> to piss or not to piss. What do you think? Are you going to? I might, just to be safe, you yeah. guys. Yeah, I'm going to let out a little, too, just so we can talk <laughs> for an hour. Do you guys want us to stop talking about this, or do I, you like it? I haven't heard one negative opinion about talking about turtle piss. Okay. I haven't heard, I don't look at any negative comments. I don't think people should be able to comment negatively. We have a few um, on YouTube that I haven't responded to because if they have any tinge of judgment, I'm like, I have nothing to say. Like, what do you want me to do? No, I, I can't take it. I I love reviews and I love comments, but please, Amy and I are sensitive. We have to, fragile egos. I can't see one word bad about me. So if, if you're writing negative. Ugh, people bel- want me to stop saying like, I'm sorry. I, I never hear you say that. I never do. You, you're wrong. Yeah. I'm gaslighting you. Yeah. Oh, and we didn't talk about how we resolved a huge oleato controversy. And just before we take a turtle piss, speaking of piss, I've been drinking a liquid that was 380 calories for the Grande Oleato. I didn't know I was um, having that much caloric intake. Yeah. If you guys watch our Loverboy review on YouTube from the Patreon, I informed Riley because I always... Uh, or I go get us coffees before he comes to my apartment when we record. So he doesn't see in the app the way I do because I order. So I was aware that his order was 380 calories. And I just revealed that to him that he's been drinking that weekly for a month. And he was horrified. Yeah. Which whatever, drink whatever you want. I wasn't judging. I just thought, did you know that? No, (laughs) the the truth is absolutely not. Had I known, I would have never had one of those. And I was drinking them every single time we would record. And that's, I thought it was a traditional amount of calories, much lower. So the fact that it was 380, um, to me was significant enough to where I'm never going to drink one again. (laughs) Yeah. But then, uh, since we had our Starbucks minute last week and then talked about it on our Patreon, then uh, last week, Katie was Instagram storying about the Oleato and our DMs were flooded. Confirmed that she's a Turtle Time listener. Right? Right? But (laughs) yeah, and so I will apologize. You know, that's why I had to use the bathroom so much. (laughs) The calories. (laughs) I will say though, I've said this before, this is my uh, urine uh, habits minute. Yeah. 
<laughs> caffeine and alcohol are irritants they make you pee more okay starbucks specifically has like triple the caffeine that normal coffee does really so it really makes you have to pee okay so then that makes sense so we're gonna take <laughs> i don't know like a half piss or whatever and then we will count be back. how many mississippis Who? and then we'll report well, when we get back let's do it okay <laughs> i want to you want to hear how long it's gonna be amazing and then and then we have three episodes of real housewives of orange county to recap we are in our orange county era that's right until bravo feeds us something a little better the og of the oc right okay yeah <laughs> ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com since 2013 bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness if we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 20 Mississippi. 20 yeah that's incredible 20 seconds yeah how long was yours seven seven mississippi yeah well you so i didn't you have just, to go very bad i just went like preemptively so, so. you just squeaked out a little bit <laughs> right 20 is like all-timer yeah i think i had to go more than i wanted to you have a great capacity you think 20 yeah. seconds yeah, it, that wasn't even. I, I could. <laughs> That's like Austin Powers uh, when he gets out of the chamber. Yeah, he he had to pee so bad because he had been cryogenically frozen for thirty that years. That joke right? used to slay me. Yeah, it's so funny. Have you watched Austin Powers recently? I don't know when the last time was. It hasn't been like ten years. It's probably been like I don't know five years. But I should watch it again. They're showing it at the New Bev. Whoa! I watched it. <laughs> contemporarily with my friends like five years ago after thinking it was the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life and loving it and to me it didn't hold up flop it was it was in its flop era. I don't know if there's any way I couldn't love it it was like really? my absolute favorite movie well, in my childhood Spy Who Shagged Me was my favorite movie okay. of all time I had and that poster you did yeah. Spy Who Shagged Me I mean Spy Who Shagged Me rips to high heaven and gold <laughs> member even at the time I was like I love this more than life itself the first one it was the least good to me okay. and the humor level to me doesn't hold up unfortunately okay but watch it again maybe you haven't seen it in five years i don't remember the last time but recently <laughs> this makes him sound bad <laughs> jimmy uh was quoting um dr evil when he talks about how his dad was abusive <laughs> You know, yeah. when he's like, he yeah. would drink, he would, there's some really funny yeah, things. Yeah, he, he's like being introspective and he's like, <laughs> he would have a, uh, <laughs> I, I forget, I shot a brandy and uh, I don't know. Yeah, whip me, I don't remember the, the Dr. Evil quote, but. What was it? It was like, ugh, I don't need to spend time trying to think of these Dr. Evil quotes, but um, they were funny and I was LOLing at. Yeah, 
his memory of them. I was like, how do you remember these jokes? So he was just doing Dr. Evil quotes and you were laughing? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I also very often say, uh, I'm very badly burned. Yeah, that's really good. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> Mustafa. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Come on. That's probably the funniest part of the Austin Powers <laughs> is Will Ferrell. Yeah. I mean, you put Will Ferrell anywhere. And then you play. have uh, Robert Wagner. Yes. Who maybe killed Natalie Wood? Question mark. Right. Right. I mean, we think, we have to assume he did. Right? Yeah. It's like. And Christopher Walken was there. He was. And they said she Catalina. And they said she slipped and fell. It's exactly once upon a time in Hollywood. He was it's using true. the that rumors. Has to be. He, yeah, he was using the controversy around that of like the death of someone and are they implicated in the murder and right. applying it to the Brad Pitt character. But apparently in the novel, Brad Pitt did kill his wife. Oh wow, I, I have it and I started it and I put it down and never picked it up, but I need to just read it. I own it too. Do you own that nice little paperback copy yeah. of it? Yeah. Yeah. I brought it on a trip, and then, as always, I never read like I think I'm going to on vacation. So. You never do? No. I'm an audiobook guy now completely. Me too. I can listen 10 times more than I could ever read. Yeah. It's just so much more fun when I'm yeah. walking around. My eyes get tired. I fall asleep. <sighs> Mine too. I start imagining the things too deeply that I'm reading, and I just <laughs> fall right to sleep. I really feel like I should try harder to be an avid like, physical book reader, because I think it's different than listening yeah i think it takes a lot more effort and it makes your brain work a little better if you're reading but yeah. listening like i listen to the shards and brett easton ellis reads mm. it and there's no better way to listen to it because it's the author's voice yeah it's so great he's got a great voice and it's just like way more fun that's cool um yeah i my i don't know if we've discussed this but both of my grandmas lived to be extremely old they were like 97 and 98 respectively and um my grandma ruth was reading till the very end and one time i came over to her house and in her like she had a little house walker that had a cart in it and uh she was her in the cart it had uh far from the madding crowd uh the book which is like massive and I was like, oh, I just saw that movie. It was the one with like Matthias Schoenhartz that came out in like 2016 or whatever. Oh. And so then we just like talked about Far From the Madding Crowd because I was like, I know that story. Just saw the movie. And I'm like, imagine reading a book that fat when you're 97 years old. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so who wrote that book? Far From a Maddening Crowd? It's Madding, oh, Madding crowd. crowd. It's um, uh, Hardy. Tom. Far. The Hardy Boys. <laughs> Thomas did, Hardy? Is that a person? Thomas Hardy? Yeah, he yeah, wrote Thomas Hardy. Herbelville. And he wrote, um, I don't know, okay. So okay, I was right. And the movie is what came out in 2016, this old, old book was adapted um, into a movie. Yeah, you know, it was um, historical romance. Okay. Um, I think it was, um, was it Carrie Mulligan? Uh, far from the, ma- oh, 2015, yeah, Carrie Mulligan. Matthias Schoenhartz, Michael Sheen, Tom Sturridge. It is good. I would recommend it. Okay. All right. Directed by Thomas Vinterberg. Oh, he did Another Round. Have oh, you seen that, that movie? Oh, that movie where um, Michael, Michael, what's his name? Mikkel. Mikkel, um, Matt, Madison? Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> He's drinking a lot, right? Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's good. Okay. I watched it on a plane, but I really liked it. All right. Wow. Good plane movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, 
You know what? There is a show currently airing. It is called Real Housewives of Orange County. Yep. The first. The first. Uh, the first Bravo show. I mean, uh, uh, no, not the first Bravo <laughs> show. The first Housewives. Yes. Show. Um, and now it's on seventeen seasons. <laughs> How crazy is that? Yes. So crazy. What season seasons. was New Jersey? Uh, what season is New Jersey on? Yeah. I think it's. I think it's on 13 okay i'm i'm pretty sure i could be totally wrong around 13 and they're gonna start their 14th season okay uh, yeah, um i don't know possible i wrote down i thought maybe a good place to start would be a rec- recital is yeah. that the right way to say it of the new taglines sure yeah go for it that's <laughs> awesome i'm always i think it's hard sometimes to decide whether a tagline is good or not well, people because have I think a cri- lot of them are bad. Yeah, people have different criteria for what's good. I know Gina's is awful. Oh my god, the it- freaking noise outside today is outrageous. <laughs> there's been helicopters. There's been submersible sounds. Um, there's been garbage. But I don't know, whatever. It's like this is a natural fun vibe. Okay, so Shannon Bedore first. Yeah. In Orange County, I call the shots, and it's always tequila. Okay. That's think? Shannon's. Yeah. Shannon's had some Does great... she call the shots in Absolute, Orange County? Absolutely not. I don't She's think not so. the shot caller of Orange County. <laughs> I like the ones where it's like, before I shut the bedore, you know, you know the ones that <laughs> yeah. use her name? Or I think her last one was like the calm before the storms or whatever. I like yeah. plays on her names. I liked the one that I don't remember the setup, but it goes like, put nine lemons in a bowl. Yeah, that one was great too. <laughs> Commenting on that she had all those lemons in her kitchen. Yeah. Um, what was the Bedore one? Do you remember? Before I shut another Bedore, I don't know. That one was good. I don't remember. I don't like, I don't, I don't this like This one's one. kind of lazy, I think. Okay. Heather Dubrow, I live my life in HD, sharp, bright, and more focused than ever. Awful. What the fuck? Well, HD is a play on Heather Dubrow. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, which that's awful. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I need to close the window. This shit is crazy. <laughs> I love it. You want, should I take a pause? Okay, so yeah, Heather Debro, I live life in HD, sharp, vibrant, and more powerful than ever. Is that what it is? Describing HD TV? Uh, sharp, bright, and more focused than ever. Okay, well, she's not, I don't know. She's not living life in HD. That one's not fun. Also, yeah. I, you know, in Daddy Diaries, Andy talks about how, um, you know, writers come up with these taglines right. and they basically just say yes or no and yeah they give them some Char- options yeah like charade charade had hers just picked out and she didn't right. like it she wanted it changed but do you think like bethany or or carol or like someone who is like crafty more crafty with words or witty came up with their taglines i i don't i feel like some must create right. their taglines right i bet bethany really wants to be part of that process right you right. Know? she wouldn't just let them give her some lame yeah i bet they bring them to her and she's like oh that one's good oh yeah yeah yeah. um um so i do not like the heather one i don't think it's fun at all and um yeah uh, yeah okay emily (laughs) if you want to waste my time at least hand me a taco no i think that's (laughs) good but a part of it is I'm biased because I love Emily. Okay. And I think it is referring to when she ate that submarine sandwich. But then speaking, it should be about a sandwich. Why speak, is it a taco? Maybe she eats tacos a lot more. And, and also... You <laughs> I think say, it was Jersey Mike's. Yeah. 
So you couldn't say a brand name. You couldn't say sub. <laughs> at least you, hand me Jersey Mike's. Oh, she could have said at least hand me a sandwich. At least <laughs> hand me Jersey Mike's. And then a Jersey Mike's guy wearing an apron throws her a Jersey Mike's. He's in the back yeah. with like her son and kids and <laughs> dog. Yeah. He's dancing with Shane and he throws her a sandwich and it goes up over her head and she catches it and eats it. That would be a great way to integrate brands. Yeah. I do love that they're kind of making food her thing. And she. <laughs> but she's down. She loves it, and and uh, not to spoil it, but she gets all uh, so frustrated when the cake gets dismantled, yeah. which I was frustrated Don't too. Don't waste it. Yeah, yeah, I um, liked that, but I really like her. Yeah, I really love her, and I think that one is just so like I kind of ironically good because it's pretty bad. It doesn't make. Any I mean, sense. it doesn't make sense if you want to waste, waste my, my time. time so it's like we're wasting yeah. your time. Like, what is this scenario? Why and couldn't then... it have been sandwich? I don't know. If you want to waste my time, do you think let... that was a note? of hers she said make it a taco yeah maybe maybe she thinks that her her she's famous for eating tacos even though i don't remember if you want to waste my time at least let me have a sandwich while you're wasting it (laughs) would that be too verbose too long yeah it's just kind of a weird scenario they're playing out there i'd rather eat a sandwich than have you waste my time (laughs) yeah but they they, i guess i'd rather be yeah the best taglines have a you know, a pun play, in them, yeah. or or the two yeah. sentence connect in a playful yeah. way, and that one just has two non sequiturs. What's the uh, Ramona acquire some taste one? Yeah, that one's great. Um, if, uh, if if you think I'm an acquired taste, you might just need to acquire some taste, or I mean, a better yeah. way of saying that it's something about. Or if I'm not your taste, oh oh right, acquire some taste, something like that. it was better, but some say I'm an acquired taste. Uh, if if you don't like me, that or me, yeah. Acquire some, some taste. taste. Classic. Yeah. Good. Oh, so yeah. good. Um, we should do maybe next week or sometime somewhere our favorite taglines ever. And then maybe the worst taglines ever. Which yeah. one of them? Was it Sheree? There's one that was so dumb. It was like, people say I'm a messy waiter because I'm always spilling the tea. <laughs> I was like, that setup is insane. You're just like with a tray, like bumbling around. People... Did you say people call me a messy waiter? <laughs> or just like, I am a messy yeah. waiter. And I'm like, what is this visual? All of my friends call me a messy waiter because because <laughs> I'm always spilling the tea. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do a, to- let's do a top five each and a bottom five each. Okay. And tell them to each other next week if you okay. want to. Yeah. My favorite, I'm just going to say, because I don't remember it, but I think Lisa's throw me to the wolves yeah. and I'll come back leading the pack. That's incredible. So, Amazing, and then second best for Lisa is is um I'm that's the the one that first made me like want to start watching Housewives <laughs> was when I would hear Lisa's tagline. It was, um, I'm I love dogs, but I'm not too fond of bitches. That's yeah. the perfect tagline. Yeah, a play on the two sentences. She does love dogs. Yeah, bitches and dogs. And life's not all diamonds and rosé, but it should be. That's amazing too, and that <laughs> that created a book title. Exactly, Lisa's. I mean. <laughs> Again, if we're Oof. talking someone that probably has an opinion about hers, yeah, the she's definitely part of it. Yeah, and the fact that we remember three of them. I know, I can't iconic. name almost any because yeah. my brain Except throws I them in the trash. I love that Shannon Bedore one that I can't remember. <laughs> Whatever. I will look it up. Um, my favorite, uh, one time on Twitter, there was a thread of favorite housewives moments. It was just one of those viral threads where people kept adding to it. Yeah. Um, and it was like, what's like a housewife line or moment that lives in your head rent free and my contribution that ended up blowing up was candy's intro where she goes (laughs) it goes 
I may be small, but my empire keeps on growing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That one is so good. When you watch, like I was binging. Did you write out the the hoe? I put like big O, little O, big O, little O. Because she goes, it's like, I may be small. And then it shows her in the um, recording booth. And she goes, hoe. Why did they let her add an inserted sound of her singing? It's so funny. It's so weird. Yeah, it is good. Oh, Nini's got some great ones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now I want to watch them all, but... I'm going to keep going down the list. Yeah, sure. Of course. Okay. Gina's is... Okay, it's a lot. The, <sighs> I hate it. <laughs> the difference between my past and present, well, that's just apples and oranges. The difference between my past and present, for those of you who are asking, it's like a complete <laughs> yeah. non sequitur, are apples and oranges. So it's relating that the fact that she's on the OC, New but she York came from New York. And OC. But she wasn't on New York, so it sort of doesn't make sense. She's just from New York. Um, yeah, I think it's very bad. And also, I don't think people like necessarily always remember that Gina's from New York and it's yeah. not, like a huge part of her persona. Yeah. It's kind of like you have to do too much mental gymnastics on that one. It's not very fun. No. Um, Jen's is my core may be strong, but my resilience is stronger because she's like fit. Yeah. And that's not good. I love Jen so much. I think she's a great cast member. But, yeah. Um, her core is strong. I mean, you can't just say this is blank and then this is blanker with that same word. That's not fun. I mean, right. but, people, but Bravo people are writing these. Right. Like, what the hell? We need to revamp. Okay. And then Tamara's, which I'm sure it'll remind you of something. There is a comment about this. Uh, Tamara's is, I might have been on pause, but now I'm ready to play. Which. Dorinda said that. Is Dorinda's on pause, but then didn't. Um, First of all, she was fired. And he <laughs> says it in Daddy Diaries. She was fully fired. Right. It wasn't a pause. She was never coming back. Didn't. Um, and then Rinna was like, put me on pause. Now everybody says pause because Dorinda, <laughs> I think, brought pause into the ether right. because, because she was put on pause. She like, was like trying to, when people would say that she was fired, she would say, I'm on pause. Yeah, I'm on pause. She, she and everyone was. was like, what the fuck? Okay. She was in the book in Not All Diamonds and Rose. They said, Dorinda, you are coming off way too hot on on Tinsley. You are yeah. You you look like you're beating a little puppy that can't fight back for yourself. The way you are going after Tinsley, yeah. I think you need a break. She also broke the fourth wall in that in that final scene. She was just she was she was too too hot. She was running way too hot. They're yeah. like, give her a break. And I, I I do believe that Andy said, you're just on pause. You just need to take a yeah. Couple he seasons. wants her back for sure. Yes, Dorinda is like. Every time you're watching her for one second, she's providing so much drama. <laughs> That's why I thought Ultimate Girl Strip Season 2 was so good. The okay. power of that fired cast. Yeah. Have you, have you only watched it once? Only once, yeah. Oh, man. It rips. <laughs> it's so good. Well, that's what Taylor's from, right? Uh, yeah. She was on UGT uh, Season 2 as well. Yeah. Okay. Tamara. I actually really liked Tamara on UGT Season 2 because she was more subdued. and mm-hmm. like. Uh, but then I didn't know. I hadn't watched OC at that time. And like Tamara okay. is just... <laughs> I don't know. She's she's a hard pill to swallow for okay. me. Okay, a demon. Yeah. Okay. Demon. Total demon. Um. All right. Well, yeah. That I was thought... all the taglines. Yeah. Six stinkers. How many were there? Yeah, six. Six stinkers. Besides, <laughs> ironically, enjoying Emily's. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I think Tamara did make a comment that she knew that it sounded like what Dorinda said, and that they were like, "We don't care." 
<laughs> we don't care. That's a good one. Uh, do you remember when the taglines, like of the OC, the early seasons, they didn't have taglines. They just had a snippet of what they were saying. And they it was were just like, so bad. Yeah. It was just like, I like buying stuff for my family. Like yeah. they didn't know what taglines It would be like shitty be. audio. Yeah. Because it would just be pulled from the show audio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It would be like, we need more orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> we're running low on orange juice, honey. It's like, okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, I So I watched it on TV last night or Tuesday night and then I rewatched it on Peacock this morning so it was the pumped up they are just gonna I thought pumped up was just for Vanderpump but yeah. I guess that's just the new way of the world but they're calling it just never before seen yes now Peacock only airs the extended never right. before seen which is cool I guess um yeah. but they don't show the taglines on Peacock they don't did you see them yeah I don't remember I guess I just I didn't care if I missed them, but when I watched it on TV, I was like, oh yeah, the taglines. And then that's when I started to be like, oh, we should talk about the taglines. And then I was like, when I watch it on Peacock, I'll write them down when they play and they didn't play. Maybe on the never before scenes that Bravo airs, the never before seen edition, they Mm -hmm. don't include the taglines because they need the time. We we think we, yeah, yes, that. And then they think we've already seen them on the proper episode. And then Peacock is only pulling the never before scenes because they had so much success with the pumped up editions and they just don't happen to have the right taglines. And then sometimes, um, the first one or two episodes don't have the taglines like, right. And then they introduce them later for some reason, which I don't really get. I think, yeah, what would be the rationale for that? Um, I I was thinking that it's because they don't know who's going to be a friend of and who's going to be a full-time cast member when there's some uh, ambiguousness. But by the time by the time it's airing, they're they're still finishing up the season, right? It's not fully locked because Sandoval but... was still being or uh, Van, Vanderpump Rules was still being edited right. when it was airing. So right. maybe they're not sure. Who has an orange, so to speak. Yes. And there's the friend ofs on Orange County. Like, they're not even a presence. Like, there's two people that they're, like, trying, but they don't even get, like, one word. Like, there's someone in the backseat of, like, when Heather is, like, driving somewhere. And, like, she says one line, but I don't even think they, like, tried with friends of. It doesn't seem like. I mean, Taylor's a friend of, though. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. She's a friend of. Yeah, yeah. yeah, She probably took the, yeah, she probably took the place of, of. Yeah a friend of yeah because at first i was like wait she's not a housewife right and then when i watched the tag she's getting a lot of screen time for no totally i mean it makes sense like she's bravo talent so they're gonna lean on that and i love uh we'll get to this but when they introduce her they her lower third says tamra's friend oh that's so uh, so i love how they they have to have someone pegged to someone else (laughs) yeah she's tamra's friend yeah (laughs) I'm <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Um, she's been a housewife like longer than a lot of these women. But yeah. um okay. So I guess we can kind of just breeze through I watched all three that have aired so far Same and we here. can do kind of general thoughts of the first couple. So but going in, so straight out the gates, you have always hated Tamara since day one. So it's hard to like it's hard to say that you dislike a cast member when they're so essential to the show and they've been a part of the entire thing. Like, cause we always, like we always talk about like hating Kyle on summer house. It's like, right. how can you hate him? He's brought so much or whatever. So I respect Tamara's 
presence on the show for as long as it happened. She did some of the most heinous things I think that have ever been created in Bravo, like wow. done in Bravo history. The Naked Wasted. Naked Wasted was so awful. Um, and for the most part, I find her to be really fake. And okay. I don't trust anything she says. And I don't believe her stance on anything is actually her feelings. Okay. I think she is just purely running off what she thinks is going to be entertaining for the show mm -hmm. and eventually i think that entertainment brain that was just like every scene has to be exciting and we have to be drunk and we have to be screaming eventually that's what got her kicked off the show mm -hmm. and he was like you're fired <laughs> you're fired you're fired <laughs> and then i don't see her learning from that mistake i see the same uh -huh. instincts that that I thought were so embarrassing to watch at a certain point and so craven mm -hmm. to be dramatic and to be kept on the show. I mean, her, Vicky, and Shannon were really such an embarrassing trio <laughs> towards the end of their run. You don't love the Trace Amigas? I think that they are great individually, but when they get jealous of new cast members, like when yeah. Gina and Emily got put on, they were so trying to take up all the oxygen in the room that they wouldn't even let the camera be on them for one second because they want to be screaming, doing shots. Like there's a scene where they're all at a restaurant and Megan King Edmonds is there because she was like being tested as like a friend of or yeah. whatever. They were really like trying something with Orange County on the final seasons with Vicky and Tamara. And they're for no reason. They are just like drunk and screaming and falling <laughs> on the floor, yeah. like just trying to have that party vibe. And yeah. it, it has no, there's no rationale for it. Yeah. And, and I feel like that is, that is why they were fired. Right. I will say, uh, specifically, Vicky and Shannon have, um, they love to do like Pratt Falls. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. And Shannon in these episodes does a few uh, physical comedy moments where I'm just like, why is this your thing? It's so silly. So you think they're inorganic? Yes. Like when, when they had Shannon doing yoga and she's like, <laughs> yeah, she does like the, uh, yeah, she does like physical comedy a little bit. And then they played it up. This is moving ahead to, I think, the second episode, uh, her boyfriend, John, says, this curb is high. That's the third episode. The third episode. Uh, the curb is high, so you're going to have to uh, climb over to the driver's seat to get out. I'm like, pull up and let her out, bitch. Like, that's what you do. You don't force her to climb over like a buffoon. So you think all of the, like, <laughs> yoga poses and her falling and all that stuff is just fake? She's just doing it? She plays it up hardcore. Like, when she's falling in the sand. Like, she does that when they go to, like, Mexico in last season. She's, like, falling off her chair. Always. And being silly. And, and so the, there's a Vicky montage of her falling over. There's like a billion. But when Vicky falls at that first, in the first <laughs> well, season. Well, that's she, upsetting. That was real. That was an awful fall. She breaks her award. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, I think so. <laughs> she was, was receiving like a Kodo Insurance oh, like lifetime so, award. Yeah. And she, she immediately, <laughs> after accepting it, eats shit and drops it in a break. <laughs> <laughs> That was so sad. Vicky has so many. I hated that. Yeah, remember the party that Vicky has? Yes, and she's trying to make the entrance, and no one will pay attention. I was just thinking. She's like, I'm here. It's the exact same thing. She was. Why is nobody looking at me? Please look at me. Vicky is treated so badly on the show. She's a demon. What you think so? Why? Come on. Why do you think Vicky's a demon? She is. In what way? Okay, talk about hating new people. Vicky like will not give any bitch a minute when they're new. I think that's endearing when it comes to Vicky. 
Because she has already set herself up as she's very open about being jealous. She's very open. (laughs) She's self-aware enough to say she's threatened by other women. Uh, You're right. She's horrible to newbies. Although she was so nice to Shannon and they show it all the time. She just bonded (laughs) with Shannon. Yeah. Immediately. She was nice to her. So I think sometimes there's just people that Vicky doesn't fuck with. Yeah. And but uh, yeah. Okay. But um, you don't like Vicky just generally at all? Because talk about integral I mean, to the entire no, show. No, totally. She's the OG of the OC. She's 70, 60% of the fuel of 10 seasons of the OC, I would yeah. say. No, for sure. It's just she has that um, head honcho mentality where, um, you know, she w- is one of the people that got kind of too big for the show yeah. and just thought the world should revolve around her. So I, I think she was also, I mean, I, I think it's confirmed. She was like, the highest paid and she got to a rate where they were like vicky isn't justifying Mm -hmm. how much money we're spending same with cynthia she's a good uh, businesswoman oh really cynthia bailey got by the time she got to her eighth season or whatever the amount of entertainment cynthia was bringing did not justify the hundred and fifty thousand dollars an episode or whatever you know so at a certain point they just have to make the decision where this legacy person is not justifying their rate. Right. But then like people like Teresa, they justify their rate times 10. And right. they're like, you know. Yeah, or like a Bethany who I feel like, do you think, well, I guess now everything's different. I was going to say, could Bethany ever come back? But now I don't even know what's going on. Well, Bethany fully said, she, she said she's open to it. She said, yeah. make me your best offer. Offer me 5 million. <laughs> and... I could see it. I mean, depending on if Roni... New Roni is a full blown flop, which there's a there's a fifty percent chance that's yeah. the case. I mean, I, w- I would almost say there's a sixty percent chance that that's going to be bad. Right. I, I'm I'm keeping my expectations level, but yeah. Um, if it flops, who knows? They're probably just going to bring all the people back with <laughs> and then offer. They Bethany should do Fiden. the original cast exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> are you talking to Alex and Simon? Yeah. I think my favorite era is the Dorinda. Tinsley, Carol, Bethany, Luann, um, Sonia, and Ramona. That like that's fun. That like six, so many six to eight season six to eight era or whatever. That was an iconic era that's for me. Fun. Yeah, that's good times. Alex and Simon, I love them ironically. Yeah, they they're cringe. I'm curious what she'll bring to the girls' trip. I think that girls' trip they're gonna have trouble because there was a credible sexual harassment uh case made on that trip did you hear about that no brandy glanville oh to caroline brandy glanville was being fun let's put that in quotes which you know she has issues with boundaries oh my god don't get me started (laughs) on when she slapped lisa in the face talk about chills terrible awful but yeah she was doing the thing where which they did in ultimate girl strip season two a lot the the sort of like grinding on each other and being sexual feeling up each other brandy decided to do that to caroline manzo which you know caroline manzo does not want that she wasn't having and 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 it makes complete sense like why the hell am i being touched (laughs) by another cast member and in this you know in this climate i think it's fully acceptable that she should not have to deal with brandy touching her if she yeah. doesn't want it it's and michael darby vibes totally <laughs> and and then yeah so they're gonna I, I i like i don't even know if brandy will be able to retain be in the edit because it's not gonna make sense when she asked right. she got she got she got uh shipped fired back. she got shipped back damn 
Yeah. So. All right. Well, we'll see about all that. That's crazy. Um, so what, what okay, led so you to there? <laughs> Tamra. Oh, right, right. I so I rewatched OC. I don't know. Sometime in the past two years. Um, and when I was watching it, I was struck by Tamra's journey this time around. Watching it all back to back, and I will say, I get what you're saying. I think she's unhinged. She definitely tries hard to like self-produce to stir the pot. I think her unhingedness though is is fake. Right. It's performative. Yeah. Except I mean when she gets drunk drunk which she does like that happens on the boat this season that's like her eyes are yeah. no longer with us and that felt real to me. Yeah, the demon that lives inside her starts to <laughs> awaken. Run around for sure. But like I just think similar not as much as uh obviously someone like Teresa literally went to jail but you know when uh when Teresa lists out what she's brought to the show and she's like I got divorced on the show I got married on the show I went to jail on the show like all that stuff like I feel like Tamara has similar like leg to stand on like her divorce like her divorce was like gnarly. Like yeah. watching her relationship with Simon unfold was good TV. Yes. When they're in the limo and she goes, I want a fucking divorce. Like that's amazing. That's like a major moment. Um, She was maybe the first housewife to throw a drink in someone's face. That was awful. Which is bad, but that's iconic. That's what, I mean, I know that's, but it was, that's Andy hates that. He does it's not. It's performative. Right. But she was first. That's what, Shows that make fun of housewives, that's what they would do. Yeah, but... It's become a trope. Right. But isn't that bad? That's something that (laughs) was cliche and became a trope that Andy hates that was (laughs) awful. Memorable, though. Cease and desist. Cease and deceased. That was when... um, It was to... um, Gina Keough? Yeah. Gina Keough? Yeah. 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 I mean, that was awful. I mean, (laughs) but I guess a good moment of television... I'm just saying, I'm going through, as far as like... She has a lot of memorable moments. Like uh, her son is a problematic freak. Um, she falls in love again and gets engaged on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just Bass Lake. Bass Lake. Um, her and Vicky. Uh, I mean, she's a villain. I don't think she's a villain. She, I mean, I think she <laughs> is the villain of the OC, technically. She, her, remember Gretchen's entrance? She is so awful to Gretchen. <laughs> yeah. The bass lake I know thing. that Naked Wasted is your... Uh, you think that's bad, right? It's bad, but I feel like it really hurts your soul on a level that it doesn't hurt mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even though I'm Gre- a woman. <laughs> Gretchen is blackout drunk. When Tamara lies about being blackout drunk, Gretchen was actually blackout <laughs> drunk on camera. She has a fiance. She is pushing her son, her disgusting how old was he like 22 or 22 her disgusting (laughs) disgusting son basically into the room with her to try to take (laughs) advantage of gretchen while she's drunk so that she will cheat on her fiance drunkenly on camera it's so bad and and you hear gretchen saying no in her drunken brain she's saying no please i i don't want to do this and oh my god (laughs) it's and then i mean Tamara got out of that one yeah like Culture was not even ready to no. um, lay the verdict down on that one. I think that is so awful, <laughs> and still it hasn't been uh, assessed right. properly. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, 
The only I would love all those moments. I would love everything you said. If I thought she threw a drink, Brandy, when Brandy <laughs> threw a drink at Eileen Davidson, I actually thought that was that was Brandy is so reactive that I actually believe that drink throw more. I just think in her brain, she thought that was entertaining, but not necessarily. You thought it I'm, was like the leg throw. Yeah, it, uh, no, the leg throw was performative. That's what I mean. Oh, oh no, no. With so for, for Tamara. Yes. Tamara, all of her moments, I just don't believe. I don't believe that she's actually feeling the way she feels. With mm-hmm. Vicky, I know 100% everything Vicky says, 90%, is <laughs> legitimately coming from how she feels, how she acts. When she's bad, it's because she's actually <laughs> being bad. When she's being good, she's being good. With Tamara, I have no clue how she actually feels. I feel like she would be she would drop a friend like a bad habit if it was a good storyline just to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. And so just because I don't believe her, it makes all those moments negated in okay. my mind. I just feel like she d- has had some emotionally honest moments like when? remember when she speaks at that like women's conference oh, about her good. like abuse or yeah. her and like her childhood and you know she was a teen mom and her real name is tammy sue or whatever and they only call her tamra because there was a different tammy on season one <laughs> uh oh my God. tammy knickerbocker oh that's like so why t- they call her tamra oh wow like so her she name was been... tammy oh wow yeah so now she just has to become tamra <laughs> Wow. new identity wow um i don't know i mean i get it no i mean i'm not i'm not trying to if people <laughs> love tamra go for it I, I personally i just i think she's good for the bravo toolbox like the way she, her and andy have made out we have her breast implants in the clubhouse when did andy and tamra make out it was on um like an old uh og um watch what happens live new year's episode they like made out there's footage wow <laughs> and she's shown him as he says i think in his book or, and uh, elsewhere she, he's seen every iteration of her tits she always shows him didn't he say that he's the most sexually attracted to tamra out of yeah, all the housewives they have like the energy so i don't know she just is so to me part of the yes pantheon yes that i have to i agree be down i, I agree <laughs> i wish i wish with a better cast if if this was a better season and there was a better cast, Tamra was a, a part of it and she was a little more genuine. I think Tamra would be an amazing asset to the season. Yeah. But now with Tamra being the focus, she feels so compelled to create drama that it's just hard for me to watch and, and, and rally behind because I know she's she's playing it up right. for, for views and uh, it, it leads to which I'm just going to say the cake throwing thing at the end of this episode, last week's episode or last night's episode was so awful. And it it (laughs) encapsulates everything that I think is wrong with Tamara's demeanor on the show. It was unprovoked. It was lame. Mm -hmm. So lame. Yeah. Like right. Shockingly (laughs) lame. She puts it on her own face. There's no need for a cake fight. I think she just thought, her party was lame and a dud <laughs> and no drama came from it. And she was like, I'm going to go out with the party vibe. Like we're yeah. drunk and celebrating or whatever. And it just sucked completely. Yeah. If I were there, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Every uh, Shannon did. And, and Heather <laughs> did. They're like, and Taylor, they're like, goodbye. Yeah. Okay. We're doing this. Goodbye. In yeah. the party. Yeah. Gina was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm just going to like sort of breeze through anything I wrote down from the first couple. And then we can talk the most recent does that work yeah i guess let's just talk generally about what's happened i mean i feel like 
this these three episodes just feel like one episode Mushed in terms together. of what drama. No, in terms of like what drama they're bringing. Like they're not right. really separated. the The big through line is Shannon and Tamara's relationship, right? Which is a pretty boring feud because it doesn't really add up to much. And yeah, and and you know, I, I've already said this, but the Trace Amigas are on tour together, Vicky, oh, right. Tamara, and Shannon. So we know ultimately they're fine. So right. watching them go through this charade, right, is ridiculous. Right. We know they're ultimately friends again. Yeah, um, I'll just say the opening line of the this season is Tamara says that when I left this show, I was in a bush. Yeah, which I had forgotten about. Me too. That's one in the. Uh, Mount Everest of housewife bush moments. Yes. The only other one I can think of is Luann falling into a bush. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The Mount Everest. There's just those two moments. I mean, I have no clue why Tamara was in a bush and I know it's because it was completely unprovoked and there was no reason for it. And she just ran into the bush to, (laughs) to make a scene. Yeah. Like her running, they show that moment of her running from some fight or whatever. I remember that moment and it was completely at the resort. Is that in Mexico? Yeah, she like just doesn't want to She's talk about something. She's running so fast. Like that's such a good gif, you know, for yeah. texting. Or, she just is running so fast. She's carrying her shoes in her hand. Or her like panting and hyperventilating after Kelly said <laughs> oh something God. horrible to her. It's just all <laughs> uh, to me. But just, she does have oh, the quotables. That that's my opinion. I was just gonna bring that up. What is that in response to? <laughs> I don't remember. Why is just Tamara yelling, that's my opinion, really loud, an iconic moment? Fuck you! Why, why is that an iconic moment? It's funny. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I think iconic moments for me need more context. It can't just be you someone's... You prefer Vicky's like, you're my soulmate, my girlfriend, my sister. Yes. What's, where, when that's is that about moment? when um, Tamara doesn't like Brooks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll take... Vicky dancing when that ringtone plays um, because they're trying to party and have more fun than Gina and Emily or whatever okay. as a, 10 times more iconic than than that's my opinion okay. from Tamara. That's just the way I judge things. Okay. Uh, well, that's funny because this episode is called Here Comes the Judge. And that is, it's called that because Tamara's last name is Judge. That's right. Yeah. What was it before? Uh, not, um, okay, so Simon's name was... Simon wasn't Cowell. Cowell. <laughs> it wasn't says Ta- Barney. Barney. Tamara Barney. And she got mad that Bethany called her Tamara Barney or something recently. But anyway, Tamara Judge. Do you like <laughs> yeah. Eddie? Um, I have my eye on Eddie. I don't like him at all. Yeah, I, he's, he's kind of creepy. He's creepy. He provides no fun. He's being really <laughs> he weird around Tamara. Mean. Seems secretly mean. He's turned his back on everyone. He doesn't like Shannon. He doesn't like Vicky. So I don't. I, I think he's awful in that regard. And I think he's playing up this like horny vibe that they have yeah. the entire time. This whole <laughs> scene. Yeah, I wrote down. They were talking about because her mom moved in with them, and they keep talking about how her mom is fucking her younger boyfriend down there downstairs. And then whenever they show the picture of her mom's quote younger boyfriend, it's the most like. <laughs> It's such a bad photo of this man who's like the least glamorous man you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, it's like they just went to his like Facebook where his like son took a photo of him and they just like pulled that off. It's yeah, he just looks like a normal guy, but um the way they're acting around uh, the way they're talking about humping and right. all this stuff and gags in their mouths, it's just I know. Well, her mom got a zinger in though cuz uh, Eddie said 
there some for some reason he says I don't do anal and then Vicky's mom goes that's not what I heard about you which call back to was that Vicky spreading that rumor that who does anal there was that whole gay rumor that Eddie was fucking that other (laughs) guy and then they show that photo of him from his uh (laughs) from like a talent show in high school or whatever um Wow, is that what she's referencing? That's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. And then it's revealed that her mom works at Costco, which I love. Yeah, and she says, um, Eddie, you can get a job with me. So so this this scene is... Real Housewives of Costco? Oh, that would be kind of fun, right? (laughs) Love that. Um, This this scene, this introduction to Tamara again, is talking about what's happened, what's transpired, and it's been kind of a flop era. Yeah. Cut is closed we cut don't get me started on that pun we cut it closed we find out the cut is closed we find out that they downgraded their home they were living in Cota de casa what's that what's ladera ladera no. they were well, living they... yeah they had a you know they upgraded and then they went downgraded yeah. then they had to sell sandy's is sandy tamara's mom's name yeah sandy's condo she's living with them that's why they're having sex and hearing it through the walls <laughs> and so she's and their dog died yeah bronx okay that's sad that's not a part of their flop era that's just well sad. that's just like life is hard right now yeah that's a sad era also i'm noticing for these full like we'll get back into the episode but the full three episodes there's so many tamra flashback scenes of scenes that like didn't work or didn't make it so i feel like producers were filming a lot with Tamara and then there was a lot that was just like hey this is not bringing it there's more Tamara flashback scenes that I've seen than for any other cast member in the past wow because flashbacks are in my opinion they're you know they're scenes that were too shitty yeah that they just want to reference for like 30 seconds and mm-hmm. Tamara has a lot of those these first three episodes uh-huh. it was almost like there was two weeks of filming with Tamara beforehand and almost everything got scrapped right because it was just not bringing it well it's interesting now watching the never before scene too because that's I guess all that those are you know and on the when you watch it they signify when something is never before seen and as we learned with the the scandal never before seen there's some stuff in there that you're like would have loved to see that yeah, same here. But so far, the never before scenes in OC, it's... The only one, I guess we can just kind of blur between the episodes, yeah. but when they showed Jen's conversation with her ex, did I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Do you want to... Can we talk about Jen generally? Sure. Since we're talking about... So I think... I'll just go first. I think Jen is a great housewife, especially for this cast now. Yeah. I think her home life is actually interesting yeah i loved her relationship with dominic her little foster boy so cute that was so sweet yeah i love that they're eating chips and cheese for dinner all the time (laughs) i i sort of don't get a weird creepy vibe from ryan yet right i think they cast her because of this relationship they think that there there could be some fragmenting that happens here and also the fact that she lives in a house with her husband like she has all the hallmarks of a great cast member and so far she hasn't she's ignored the impulse to be overly dramatic, which a lot of yeah. first season housewives do. She's not taking the bait on a lot of stupid things. Mm-hmm. She only got legitimately mad when Shannon took the, uh, was, <laughs> was distracted when she was like telling her story, which was a legitimate thing to be totally dramatic about. Yeah. And she's seemingly a, a true friend of a cast member. Like yes. they're getting into this infidelity drama and it's revealed that her and Tamara had a falling out because of that. So yes. I'm like, you, that was drama that was happening 
off the show. So that's a good sign that yes. moving forward, there could be something so there. Do you, do you like Jen overall? I do. And yeah, I thought that the foster adoption stuff is so compelling. Yeah. Um, Cause you're like automatically on her side, regardless of if she cheated on her husband, it's like, okay, that sucks, whatever. But um, they cut to her family life and it's so sweet. And I'm I like, know. you have no choice, but to say she has a heart of gold. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, yeah, she got like, <laughs> She seems so endearing to me. Just our, Well, you can just tell. Like, I can just tell from her interactions with Dominic that she's, you know, a great mom. She loves totally. her so much. She seems really sweet. She's, I think she's fun enough. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's, and then they showed that Um. I think they could have helped her out by keeping that uh, scene in with her and her husband, ex-husband, because they seem to be, have totally forgiven each other and moved on oh yeah so it's like yeah i don't really care if gina thinks it's offensive that she cheated on her husband like that's their business and they seem to have worked it out like i don't really care i'm not like the fidelity police i know and i'm thinking this like i have the exact same reaction like i do not want to get into the timeline of this cheating thing because i'm just fine with whatever jen says and i think it's abhorrent that gina is trying to make it a big deal like and string it out for the season i mean gina yeah. is the worst she's like meddling yeah i mean this season. In, a, in, a, in a completely unsubtle inorganic way yeah like awful um it's because she's not drinking she's what oh <laughs> she's not drinking she has to have a project she's- yeah, let her drink. She needs to drink a little <laughs> bit. Um, oh man, what was I gonna say? Oh, but but it's interesting that Scandaval, <laughs> Scandaval was like the thing that erupted that we all have the most opinions about, and we care so much about the timeline, and it's the most <laughs> that like the wildest thing we've ever had had. And then uh, because this has happened in the past on OC, we don't. I don't give a shit about Fuck it no. for some reason. That guy lives in Oklahoma now. <laughs> like he's long gone. I don't right. care. Right. We just. I don't care at all. Yeah, and I, I I understand why they want to make it a big deal, but for some reason, like because I dislike Gina so much, her handling of it is just makes it seem yeah. so. I'm like, get a life, yeah, please, <laughs> yeah, get a life. Um, one thing I loved about Jen was on the beginning of the second episode, Emily and Jen meet up for drinks, and they order a cocktail and a diet coke, which is the move. Yeah. I was, love doing and that, and they and they sort of bond about it. They talk yeah, about. They it. said it's because we're like Midwestern yeah. girls. Yeah, so we're on we're on the first episode. So let's let you know. Let's go through it generally. We don't have to be so you know all three episodes unless you yeah. want to be more general. No, I'm just kind of browsing. I yeah. looked through my like Gen notes. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, one thing I noticed about the peacock. Did you like their little coming up next tags on the? There was a little Chiron at the bottom that said coming up next um in text and so when they're um after they show her scene with her ex-husband it said coming up next emily prefers a spicy affair over an emotional one and then it gets eventually it's like that anti-cheating conversation and they're saying how a sexual affair isn't as offensive as an emotional yeah yeah no yeah right jen jen um agrees that an emotional affair is cheating and is just as awful as a sexual right affair um because she's saying that her infidelity was only emotional i mean texting sending photos or whatever which the other cast members don't believe right um and then is it emily who says she'd much rather bang it out with somebody else and not have i mean i guess that's still an emotional affair right? right um 
I just think these little coming up next, they're very funny. Like I wrote down. That's for the, because ne- they, they are identifying what the never before seen is, right. right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like funny that they like, they're such specific. It's like uh, the next one. I just, I wrote them all down. One says coming up next, Tamara's triggered by good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> one of them says uh, coming up next, steamy sauna secrets with Jen and Ryan. I don't remember any of these scenes. <laughs> One says, coming up, is Shannon emphatically an empath? Oh, yeah. I watched that one. Um, that was when she was crystal shopping. Exactly. The last one is, coming up, panty-dropping moms exposed. <laughs> panty-dropping moms exposed. That was when Emily took off her underwear at the cut fitness party because it was so hot, sweltering yeah. in there. <laughs> so gross she took him out of her uh purse and dangled them and tamra sniffed him yeah tamra goes i got a whiff of that and she goes just kidding there was no smell she did say that yeah whoa i didn't know she retracted that i think she was like i don't want people talking that you have stanky underwear oh that was nice of tamra right (laughs) yeah you'll give her that yeah i'll give her that (laughs) um my episode one notes for some reason i think i have to defer to you there's like barely anything i just wrote down like Archie's back. I love Archie. Oh, I love Archie too, and I have an Archie, so I love oh, exactly. Archie. Um, yeah, I wrote down yoga. Shannon falling over. Yeah, and and the yoga scene was the first time. Oh no, 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 Tamara and Shannon had already like met for lunch in this first episode, and they agreed to have like a truce or whatever, right? And then I thought that they the yoga was the first time. Oh, and that's why she was so scared. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. And then they like make two. plans yeah. to meet up. Yeah. But then, but then Tamara's talking shit at the buffet table at the yoga. That <laughs> yoga event was kind of interesting. It had like food. It, it seemed like a big <laughs> and <event>. alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Tamara's talking shit, and they go they they do this edit to show that how um, Shannon was coming into the scene. I guess when yeah. she was like not supposed to or whatever, and so yeah. she completely overheard Tamara. Yeah, Gina's shit. like we aren't supposed to talk shit next to the food, right? Um, but yeah, that was the first episode was all just introduction. I feel like we can breeze past. Okay, all right. Um, we've already started talking about some of the episode two stuff. I did notice um, when Heather has that entire. It's like they're in a a freaking warehouse of college supplies, but <laughs> all their entertainment posters in the back that are like the Dubro diet yes, like I know botched like and I'm like I want a Dubro diet uh poster you do should we go on the Dubro diet for the pod yeah I would love to um <laughs> I yeah I would absolutely love to um and that would kind of that could tie into our Everest trip if we wanted to do that yeah we'd be, you know I don't know get fit for Everest yeah um we, we we talked shit about Gina we I talked shit about Tamra yeah we both love Emily. We both love Jen. Yeah. But there's a there's an elephant in the room here. What the hell do you think about Heather? Oh. <laughs> um. Again, I don't hate her like you do. Hey, I, I hate strong. I don't <laughs> hate her. I just don't. I think she's overrated. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, she definitely gets big for her britches and has that thing of like the Carol Radswell thing where <gasps> they think. Don't talk shit about Carol and <laughs> Just Heather in the together. Just sense that they both think they're too class, they're classier than everyone else, despite the fact that they are housewives. Right. Which, regardless of what you say, if you sign on the dotted line to be a real housewife, like 
you're not that classy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Carol definitely, I guess, played <laughs> that card a lot. Um, does, yeah. Heather does that. I'm trying. I just think that I, I think that I don't know what I don't know what it is. I just don't think Heather brings a lot of entertainment. And um, like in this second episode, she interrupts Emily, I think twice mm-hmm. because I think the focus is on Emily and Tamara for too long. Yeah. And I feel like she is desperate for the they attention call her of out. the camera. They yeah. Said which, she's which, a interrupter. Yeah. Which I really liked. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I guess, I guess just, I don't know. I mean, remember when she kicks Shannon out of her house in that early season when she's like, I think that you should leave. And yeah. Shannon's like, wow. Wow. Yeah. That is entertaining. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> um, Sh- Shannon, I think is a, perfect housewife like okay. she because she's self-aware enough and funny enough to where she knows when she's being silly but then she also can be really embarrassing and lame <laughs> she's a mess yeah and she's a mess but yeah <laughs> and it's just for some reason it's always fun to, to watch and she has such a unique personality that not a lot of other people have like Shannon <laughs> is the perfect housewife to me remember when she has what it was like a one season wonder that yeah. other the pageant girl Lizzie was that her name when Shannon has a mental break at Lizzie's house (laughs) (laughs) what was the mental break about she just starts like freaking the fuck out and then Shannon and or um Heather and Terry are like I think she's in psychosis like they start like (laughs) diagnosing (laughs) her and like they're like should we call 911 (laughs) yeah Yeah, I guess I don't yeah I guess I don't really like I just have I think Heather is overrated I don't I think she's very neutral and I don't think that there should have been the big rolling off the carpet for Heather to be back Mm -hmm. and they were really kissing her ass last season like yeah they were treating it like it was the Heather show right and she didn't bring enough to have that sort of Focus to Do you me. think she pushed the cameraman? Like, uh, no, what's abso- her name said? <laughs> absolutely not. Noella, that was completely in Noella's brain. Um, but I just, yeah, I just, her, and she is so self-satisfied. Totally. She thinks she is the coolest person that's ever lived, which is actually kind of funny to watch mm-hmm. to see someone think so highly of themselves. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous. When it's like you were on, like two botched uh sitcoms they show they show that was amazing they show her headshots one, she was on nbc's carly one was see? jenny it's like a, for youtube it's like this it's like heather was on nbc's jenny and she's going and then it, it was looks like, like fake it, it, she was also on charlie and charlie and it's like it's like and it, it's, it says the they time. should put them on peacock yeah it says 1994 to 1994 and a half like <laughs> yeah. it, it was they didn't even get past i wrote this. it down nbc's jenny was on in 97 and the cbs pilot carly was on in 98 and i said she's like a bizarro courtney cox like totally isn't it so crazy though someone like her is a perfect example of what could have been or what could not have been for anyone that turned into a huge star like she has all the makings to have been on like she probably auditioned for friends or you know what i mean like i don't think she does i don't (laughs) know but i mean i just mean she i feel like it's so um yes revolving door whatever yeah you just there are it's like the butterfly effect of like she was on the razor's edge yeah. of if she was on a show that would have hit. But if she would have been, she could have ca- been so famous. Yeah, but if she would have been cast as Monica on the fourth episode of the first season, <laughs> they said Monica had to go to a ranch to start uh, farming <laughs> with cows, and then here's Ross's other sister. I, she. Wow. So you not only think she's annoying, but you think she's a bad actress. 
Did you watch Heather. her hot in Cleveland <laughs> Heather. stint? Heather, Terry, stop listening right now. I know you love Turtle Time, but I am going to offer a hot take, unfortunately. Heather is not a good actor. You wouldn't cast her? No, because she's not a nuanced performer. She can only be herself. If you wanted to cast her as Heather Debro or change her name to Holly De, De, what would be a good De, what would be a good D last name? I was gonna say Debevix, like Ed Debevix. Yeah, and and make it a show revolving around her life, a fictional life, and she plays herself. That would be great. But even in Hot in Cleveland, which I think is a phenomenal show, <laughs> she is one note, unfortunately. Okay, and I can I see why it. she didn't have a career. No, I, it's it's. Do I you never think we can it. find? NBC's Jenny and the pilot of Carly and watch it. Yeah, but we'd have to go to NBC. It's on one VHS tape <laughs> in the janitor's closet, but we could get it I'm and we should driving watch it. to Universal City right after this. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, but- I totally understand why Heather's uh, movie career and TV career stalled. I just think she doesn't have a lot of range as an actor. Right. It's just funny. Yeah, that like she's essentially has she got farther than a lot of people that come to LA, you know, but essentially she just participated in pilot season the way everyone does. Yeah. And now she's acting like she has this storied past. I mean, she's a career actress. That's legit because these things keep happening where like with this Taylor movie thing, she is in the right a little bit to be like, what are you even fucking talking about? Like, unfortunately, you don't know how any of this shit works. Yeah. That that storyline with Taylor doesn't make or yeah, doesn't make any sense cuz Taylor <laughs> can't offer you the part. No. And she was like <laughs> she was like, "Here's your office. Here's yeah. your office on the show." It's like, "What are you talking about? An actor with it's an like office?" It's like deranged. Yeah, it does. I'm make... like, "Is it like a Tommy Wiseau movie? Like what is this yeah. like Why is Taylor allowed to cast? It's also it's filming <laughs> in Oklahoma where she's from and she knows the director. I I I don't know about that storyline. It's really weird. And and I agree with Heather that all of those questions need to be answered before <laughs> she agrees to be in something. She totally. doesn't even know if it's non-union or not. <laughs> right. Which is important if she's in SAG, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> um so yeah, but I do want to watch her uh I want to I want to see videos of her with her 14-piece band. She had like a swing what? act. She said when she was listing out her resume, she said that she toured with a 14-piece band a for four years. As a singer? Yes. What? Yes. And they had a picture <laughs> Wait, of her. Of they had a picture of her like. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. I'm interested. In, okay. I'm interested in that. Do you remember when Heather was all holier than thou when Gretchen also got a part in Hot in Cleveland or yeah. was potentially or like poverty? Malibu country? And she was like absolutely not there is no way that another housewife was ever potentially cast on the show it's like yeah she probably was like (laughs) it's not this uh sacred show they would never have another housewife on they had you on it totally yeah yeah i guess heather's cringe and so there is there is an aspect where that's kind of fun to watch yeah like when she flopped down and interrupted emily and tamra just to get in the middle of it i was like oh this is cringe (laughs) yeah (laughs) well yeah, so what brought us to that? We were just talking about her in we were, general. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about, it. I mean, I think episode two really, besides giving us the glimpse of Jen's home life, which we already talked about, yeah. which I thought was sweet, fun, endearing, made me immediately sympathetic to her. Right. She's like, she can ride on that all season. I mean, even if she does totally. anything wrong, she hasn't done one thing wrong in my book. 
Yeah. One thing that I thought, ah, oh, she's kind of fake or lame. Yeah. Um, but then I think this whole episode gets to a set piece of the flamingo. <laughs> flamingo. Is that what it is? It's a flamingo mingle flamingo oh, yeah. party. Do do you want us? Because we have talked so, like I don't know, we've touched on almost everything. You want to get to that boat sure. part, or is any anything in episode two you want to get to before we get that? We are we just passed the two hour mark, which we never thought wow. we'd ever pass that mark. But <laughs> that's good, right? Yeah. Two beautiful hours of content. Right. Yeah. We just cruise. We don't need to talk about it, but I did like seeing them at back at Javier's. Oh, right. Whenever there's a at, conversation, what do they do it's at Shannon and um, Tamra hash it out and a bee flies by. And Shannon, if they weren't fighting, she would have made such a bigger scene. She was on the verge of doing like Lucille Ball comedy about the bee. Yeah. She oh, was oh, like, totally. oh. Yeah. She was being a little silly. That was at the deck. Oh, what's Javier's? Javier's then? is a beautiful Mexican restaurant that I've never been to, but it's it has like more of a fancy indoor aesthetic like okay. you'll see it. it it's very essential to the oc universe okay i deck, can picture it but i the, yeah i guess what i meant to see is all the shit goes down at the deck so i've been to the deck okay the deck rips okay it's so cool <laughs> great margaritas Ugh, good yeah. beer selection you're right on the water it looks gorgeous it's great i want to go so that's where that little okay. uh, fight happened that's what i meant then yeah well i'm sorry i didn't mean to call you out but i just <laughs> i had a personal association to the deck totally. so I wanted to remember no it's one of the core locations um i uh so emily is helping because gina got covid so she has to plan this party for her yes and she's with hanging out with shane who's helping her put together which Shane now is a working man. Someone commented on our uh, TikTok when we were talking about Conover and Catania, and they said you should get Shane in there. This That's hilarious. This property, this franchise <laughs> that you and I started on Turtle Time is amazing. The fact that Shane could be on this show and Bo Deedle and Catania and Conover. I mean, what other lawyers do we have in this universe? It could be a revolving door yeah. of legal advice, Taking on, you know, public defense yeah. cases. Emily is a lawyer, so. Um, you, you're you with me where we stand, Shane, completely, right? He's funny. He's amazing. Even Terry in the first episode goes, I like Shane. It was so <laughs> awesome. So you don't agree when Kelly Dodd called him a fucking dork? I <laughs> love that moment more than any moment in the past five years on OC when Kelly doesn't know that... That is Emily's husband. And she calls him, I was talking to that little dork over there. The way she dismisses Emily's husband without even knowing who he is and called him that is amazing. And Emily's reaction was amazing. She's like, did you just call my husband a, a little dork? Shane had the worst edit. They treated him like I know. dog shit. I know. I had to loathe him for a while there oh. when there was that stuff about her miscarriage and how he handled it. And it was really grim. Oh, I'm sorry. He was just like that. not very sensitive and there was some dark stuff there. He's and then, not a sensitive guy. No, which when they're fighting comes off horribly, but when they're bantering, it works no, well. They're, they, their love language. I, I'm a armchair. Yeah. Love language expert. <laughs> they're, they like to bicker with each other. Right. They like that rapport. They yeah. like saying st like little jabs at each other. Like yeah. you not getting up to fix the, AC and asking yeah. me to fix it. Well, they they like that stuff. Emily likes it. Yeah. So I think now that I know that that's their rapport, it makes Shane much more. And they endearing. seem happy now. 
I love it. Did you see yeah. Shane gave um, Emily just a little pat on the butt when they walked yeah. into Cut Fitness? Their size differential is amazing because she also is a big, strong woman. Um, she looks great. New hip. Um, but Shane is tiny. And when they stand next to each other, it's fucking funny. I mean, I seriously love them. I mean, <laughs> Emily is the best cast member on OC by far. The best new cast member. Yeah. Like, Cause she's fun. She's smart. She isn't afraid to say what needs to be said, but doesn't manufacture. But yeah. Isn't like, you know, poking the bear necessarily or what's the word I'm looking for? Stirring the pot. Like so, yeah. Gina and her opposite ends of the spectrum. I don't even know why they're friends. Also, Gina did the thing where she was awful to Emily for a storyline like two seasons ago. Yeah. Like just wrote off their friendship. So I don't know how Emily trusts Gina. I bet she doesn't trust her that yeah. much. But Gina is so inarticulate and bad at <laughs> uh, keeping the drama ball in the air. Yeah. And Emily is just naturally good at asking questions that we want to know, but not being overly performative right when she was interrogating uh jen about her affair i was like oh right you're a lawyer it was awesome <laughs> yeah that was great uh but yeah it wasn't it didn't end in a fight she was just like okay um so we stand shane i'm into it <laughs> he's funny yeah he is really funny. um okay so on the boat i feel like we kind of already talked about it but yeah jen's talking about her foster to adoption storyline and <laughs> shannon is like is that John's son? Great, Shannon. I'm not going to try to do it. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to do it with my voice. But yeah. Is that John's son over there? John's son. I think I see John's son. John's son is in that boat. It's like she's literally, Jen is like, and like his biological mom had a lot of issues and we were going to have to drop him off at the just... orphanage. And she's like, John's son. I think it's, is that his boat? John's son. It's like. What the hell? Who gives a shit? Who, he's on the I'm water. Like, weren't you with them this morning? Like, it's not like your long lost cousin or it, something. It, yeah, it's like if you saw your, a friend that you're going on a road trip with driving in the car next to you, <laughs> and they pull up to the stoplight at the same time, and you're going, beep, beep, hey, how's it going? I can't oh my fucking God. believe it, dude. She was like, they were waving. Yeah, it, ridiculous. And but that is a perfect, perfect dramatic moment. Yeah. Shannon is that's something it, Vicky 100% would do yeah. Shannon is adhering to herself where that is something she got distracted by and she's so she cares about John and she cares about anything re- re- related to John she also doesn't care about a new cast member right and then Jen uh, reacting to that was perfectly genuine as well right it's like you interrupted me while I was telling a sensitive yeah. story and it's the first time she's telling the cast exactly this foster story she and she's you know new so she can't hold court in the same way that everyone is, that's used to filming would. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, if it would Tamara or something, she'd be like, excuse me, fucking shut the fuck up. I'm yeah. trying to tell you. Yeah. And she was just kind of like, oh, no. Like, yeah. I was supposed to get out this uh, storyline to the group and you fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. You totally um, ruined it. And then in the never before scene, they reveal that Shannon, it, who never quite makes amends for it, but she says that... She went through the beginning stages of uh, taking classes to foster. So she was like, no, I'm very interested in that stuff. And it's like, then why did you do that? <laughs> right. And they also, they just, they cut that scene out. So Shannon doesn't look sympathetic at all. Like, totally. Yeah. But, but it still wasn't it sympathetic because it. it's like, yeah. then you should have been like, wow, like, that's amazing. Yeah. I am really have always had a strong interest in that sort of thing. And then whatever. this is when Tamara says, to herself, I got to get a piece of this. 
she turns up from a three out of ten to a ten out of ten on the boat. Right. In terms of how she's reacting to Shannon. Fuck a duck. She says, fuck a duck. She starts screaming when Emily tries to get to the center of this drama. I mean, we don't really even know, like, they don't explain well what actually happened between Tamara and, it just sounds like Tamara just started talking shit about Shannon the minute she was fired. Yeah. And Shannon, and then she was on the podcast circuit and she was just saying whatever she wanted. And then Tamara says that Shannon did reach out, like, a significant amount and she yeah. never responded to it but shannon didn't reach out enough right she's like she, she's like i did reach yeah. out and she's like okay i'll give you that you reached out a couple times yeah a lot <laughs> i'll just say a lot i'm fully on shannon's side i mean i yeah. believe what shannon says about that relationship right. well it's the storyline that um has been going on for a long time now where she um Tamara's talking about getting these late night phone calls from Shannon and like supporting her through her divorce or whatever. And she let this dynamic exist. And then I guess she felt she wasn't getting the same in return. And so then she kind of just freaked out the second she realized that it was a kind of one sided friendship or whatever. And threw her to the like. Through to the, the wolves. Yeah. To the wolves. (laughs) Like she was just like, okay, my friendship with Shannon is over, which it's a little bit, um, to a way less uh, understandable degree, a little bit of what Danielle from Summer House's emotional journey is, where she's like, oh, wow, you didn't give a fuck about me at all. Now I'm losing my mind. But That's... The, it, the power dynamic doesn't make sense because no. it feels very clear that Tamara holds the cards. Yeah, and also no offense to Tamara, but what Shannon was going through was actually more noteworthy and awful. <laughs> the David Bedore divorce was really horrible yeah. for Shannon. Yeah. Um, but I forgot about that's I think that's uh, their big fight in Mexico. Maybe was that when she was running away? I think it was about that, too, where she's like, you don't like I answer the phone at midnight. And, you know, yeah, that was like, her. Don't fucking answer. Yeah, that's what caused her to run away. <laughs> that's what Emily was saying. She was like, you're the one that, you know, if if she's calling you at all hours and you don't tell her to stop, then. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. So, and then- so Emily, Emily is pulling Tamara aside to get to the bottom of it. Um, the first time they have this conversation, Heather just completely interrupts. Mm-hmm. Then the second time they have the conversation, um, that's when Tamara starts to like s- starts to scream about <laughs> Lose it. And it. Gets, yeah, she loses it. You're a liar! 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 <laughs> Stand up, I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should remix it. yeah she um yeah she gets so she thinks that the way shannon behaved about john's boat john's son in the boat (laughs) is exactly how shannon behaved in their relationship um so then Tamara just goes off on her says i'm gonna throw my wine glass like she almost would have yeah if i know Tamara, she almost would have shattered the thing (laughs) if it wouldn't have crashed all over everyone and broken glass all (laughs) over the entire cast i feel like that's a no-no on a boat don't do and then that. when Emily's trying to uh, interrupt or intervene, she goes, shut the fuck up or I'll hurt you. <laughs> yeah. Then she was awful to Emily. Dude, Emily could yeet her off that boat. Yeah. Goodbye, Tamara. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If if Tamara came at Emily. She could like pick her up over her head goodbye. and throw her off. Oh, yeah. Goodbye, Tamara. You're off the boat. And then Tamara <laughs> threatens to, that she's going to jump off, which is ridiculous. So silly. And she calls shannon an alcoholic yeah and then and she then, said you're a liar and a drunk yes credit to shannon Jesus shannon Christ. just uh just goes uh, limp doesn't just <laughs> lets 
Tamara have her way with yeah. all of these awful things she's saying. Doesn't react. Doesn't Smart. just. She says, "I don't miss this type of your personality." Which who would? It's obviously yeah. this is awful. Um, let's it go. And then I think is it Jen who says, uh, "I." Or, or Emily says, oh yeah, Emily. Emily is impartial and objective. She says, I really actually uh, like how Shannon is handling this. She feels very zen about this yeah. whole thing. She is not being overly reactive. Yeah. And so I think that's nice that Emily can sort of provide an unbiased take yeah. on these proceedings all the time. <laughs> Shannon's like, I feel like I'm dealing with a mafia guy. Yeah, yeah. Because the way <laughs> Tamara's talking to her. Yeah. yeah. And then um, in her confessional, she's basically saying like, you're calling me a drunk, but you're the one that's acting like this, which, yeah, it's like roll the tape. Tamara's like wasted, threatening violence, screaming. Yeah. And Shannon, I always, I feel like everyone was always like hard on her about the drinking when I'm like, why are we pretending like the whole point of this show, like everyone's drinking all the time. Is it just because she drinks vodka and you guys drink wine? Yeah. Also, Shannon doesn't (laughs) do that much horrible stuff when she's drunk off her ass. No. She's kind of a fun drunk. Yeah. Right? So what's the problem? uh, Yeah. It's like um, Kyle on Summer House. Exactly. If If you can handle your shit. If he can chug. If you're a high functioning alcoholic, mind your business. Okay. (laughs) If he can chug 15 lover boys and then just wants to eat chips and scream and have fun, he's, you're killing it. (laughs) He's just uh, like paranormal activity footage of him like eating cookies in the kitchen they like ro- muttering under his breath they roll the, the time stamp <laughs> it's a half an hour and he's just hovering over the that's chip. my favorite shit when he's just like seeking Me snacks too. he doesn't do it a lot anymore it seems Ugh. like yeah he's probably he, like he got out of a snack era yeah he's like probably on keto or something <sighs> and he can't eat his tostitos chips yeah okay um so that's the very end of episode two yeah um, um should we just are there any major highlights on this newest episode they did call this oh, oh to talk about episode three yeah i mean yeah i would talk about it i have more extensive notes okay. about episode three than i do one and two do you know what they called this episode yes <laughs> i can never forget it it's called we meaning the proverbial we all yeah. of us cut the name of the gym yeah it what does it signify <laughs> We cut it, the thing, uh-huh. close, <laughs> duh, with E-D, right? Yeah. It's we, close, C-O-L-C-L-O-S-E. We cut it close. Then parentheses, another E, D. So they did the E <laughs> twice. <laughs> they could have just done the D. My, I, now that I'm thinking about this, it was my favorite moment in the entire episode is Shannon reading it on her way in going, I don't get that. Let me read it again and I'll probably get that. And then she just gives up and it doesn't it make sense. It broke my brain when that happened because I was like, I literally can't begin to let's, understand let's be, what the fuck they're talking about. Let's be the about. first and only podcast right now. I'm calling it. We're going to be the podcast that deciphers what that means and i love that they named the episode that because they're like does this make any sense so we cut cut, it close we cut it close means we could have survived our business could have made it like it was borderline (laughs) first of all it's cut cut is closed that's that's the main message yeah we cut it close we cut it close we cut it we cut it closed Cut, cut closed, right, is the two is the two things they're trying to say, but then they want another phrase in there, we cut it close. Yeah. Meaning, it means we could have 
possibly made this work? <laughs> like, in what world? What, do, what are we is, talking about? Someone's going to respond and be like, it makes perfect sense. This is <laughs> it. But There's no way. We cut. We cut it close. We cut it close. Closed. It could be, we cut it closed. We cut, like... <laughs> We we were a fitness trainer. We cut your bodies. We cut. Sad. <laughs> it we closed. cut. It, it closed. closed. I think it's the first theory. We cut it close. Like, who wrote that? Eddie? <laughs> who wrote it? Bravo I, tagline I need, person? I wish Andy brought it up on Watch What Happens Live. Like uh, The fact that they... Well, it was because it was Heather and didn't have anything oh, right, to do right, with right. her, so we couldn't ask her. But I want to know what the impetus of that was, what it was supposed to mean. That's like, right, we could ask Tamara in two seconds. I could, I could ask her. I'm Twitter. dying to know. We cut they it. got a sign made. We cut it closed. Did you Do like, you think when- they read it to Kinko's and the guy was like, wait, he had to cross it out. And they were like, no close, like spell out close with, with- or close completely. But then in parentheses, another <laughs> E D. So it's like close. <laughs> close. Yeah, the guy at Kinko's was just like, what the hell do you want it to say? He's like, write it down on we, this post-it. I'll just copy it. We cut it close. Did you like when Shannon walked in and she was trying to decipher it? I'm telling you, I my brain completely jumbled in that yeah. moment because I hadn't read the title yeah. yet. Yeah. And I was like, there's no world in which my brain will be able to think about this. Because it's one of those things where you don't want to <laughs> take time to think about it. You just are like, I get it or I don't. And it doesn't matter It like that gives much. me anxiety. Like when I think about how it's spelled out, it also looks my like a heart math. like tightens. Yeah, it looks like math too. Yeah, the way it's, they oh my God, it yeah. Parentheticals. Like algebra. Plus, we cut plus it. <laughs> to the third. <laughs> <laughs> with like a little, what's e the squared. thing with the check? E squared, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what is that thing with the check mark division? I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that so, again. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I loved that. That was fun. Very are we, funny. Are we talking, we're at the very end of the episode, but that's that was just the yeah. title. We're talking about um, the title. At the that very so beginning, fun. it's Heather eating ribs with her kids, which I thought <laughs> it was very funny. Like they have a personal chef and they're in their like billion dollar house and they're like, let's have ribs yeah like let's be like normal uh, yeah down home all of her yeah her scenes with her family uh, you know i'm i'm dismissive of heather they seem very like we're the perfect family yeah but her kids seem sweet and they seem like they you think it's bullshit or uh, i mean they seem <laughs> they seem very very spoiled totally <laughs> but they seem like they love each other yeah her family they're not loves like it. the freaking yeah. uh What's her name with the bracelets daughters? Oh, um, Lynn. Oh, Lynn's <laughs> daughters. They're probably, I don't know, they're probably on freaking OnlyFans, which more power to you if that's true. <laughs> true. They're actually <laughs> really cool. Um, OC was built on these bad, awful kids. And so far, there's Baddies. no baddie. The little <laughs> OC was built on Shane Keogh, those. Oh. The Lori's daughter, Tammy's, Ashley. Yeah, Tammy's, Tammy's daughters. Tammy's OC angels. Yes, yeah, Lynn's. Like, and now we don't have any bad kids anymore. Yeah, they're Jen all little and, sweethearts. Jen and Ryan's kids are too sweet. They're not going to be storming up Coto de Casa, right? Is that what it's <laughs> storming called? Storming the Capitol. They're not going to be storming the Capitol. I mean, and Ryan. Well, Ryan's <laughs> storming the Capitol, that's for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's amazing that he wasn't. What if he had been arrested for participating in their insurrection during filming? <laughs> 
Wouldn't have been surprised in the least. What if the we talk about the came... insurrection every single week? <laughs> it's relevant. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. What say? if the feds came like how they came for uh, Jen Shaw? Oh right, while they were and actually they were just filming. Like, yeah. You know what? And I don't, he got I... on a horse and started riding away. Yeah, to his ranch. Like, Yeehaw! I have. There's no evidence that Ryan participated at, on January six. I have <laughs> except to just for say. his outfit in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan's That's era cut enclosed. Uh, circumstantial evidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, Ryan was definitely an awful kid as well. And they yeah. just don't have any kids even in the lineup for that. I mean, Heather's kids are well-adjusted, albeit very yeah. spoiled. They have a full range of the uh, the rainbow alphabet in their house. Yep. And it seems like the ha- the parents are handling it quite nicely. Yeah, yes. Um, I like their kids. Okay. They don't seem like little dick bags to me. They're I, privileged, but I don't know. I I'm they I seem mean, nice. I, why am I gonna yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> rag on kids. I think that Heather I I think it's a little bit like they seem actory when they're on camera and yeah. they, and they seem it's like, giving like uh it's giving leave like, it to beaver yeah i was just gonna say leave it to beaver and i was like is that reference too old <laughs> it is like come on kids let's go eat ribs and let's have a discussion about school and blah blah i just yeah they're like i like, <laughs> I like the gin and ryan chips and cheese hey dominic do you want your <laughs> chips and cheese hurry it's getting hot like i just that's more well i don't know that says more Real. about what i identify as a family than what heather's maybe they're just actually well adjusted and beautiful and wonderful yeah we'll see if they break like once the kids leave the house, if they have a crack in the facade. Yeah, I'm sure they're fine. I mean, maybe Heather and Terry's life just is wonderful and perfect. I mean, Terry's one of my favorite house husbands. So why do you like him? I think he's funny. Yeah, he's definitely I think he's funny. sweet. I love his relationship with uh, Doctor Nassif on Botched. Yes. Yeah. I straight up watch Botched. Okay, I still. Like I've never seen I it. don't know if it's on right now, but I've watched it a lot. I can't look at people with botched mm-hmm. plastic surgery, so I can't watch it. I like surgery footage. Okay. I like it all. Andy Cohen said he's never watched it. Really? Yeah. Because of that reason? He or... said on Daddy Diaries, he said... Um, oh, yeah, he every... said that it was a, he thought it was afraid he was offended. Because he always makes a joke that he's never seen one episode of Botched, and Terry, he said, after like however many seasons it's been, Terry can't believe that Andy <laughs> has never actually watched it. It's a good show. It's like... You know, it's basically like the Dr. Pimple Popper format. <laughs> you like that show? I don't watch it, but it's like all of those medical shows. It's like two cases per episode. Like for botched, one is, um, you know. But you wouldn't be adverse to the Pimple Popper uh, aesthetic? I have, a, depending on my mood, I could be into it. TikTok serves it to me. Oh, Pimple Popping? <laughs> yeah. I worked on a Discovery Channel show, and it was in the offices where they filmed Dr. Pimple Popper. So people were coming in with just gigantic Where's pimples that? waiting to be popped. Burbank, oh, Discovery okay. Channel. Good to it, know. Discovery is the pantheon of garbage dump television. David's asked, Discovery, Love, right? you hurt me. Yeah, but 90 Day Fiance is on uh, Discovery. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> they have Dr. Pimple Popper. Now they have like 10 shows that are like that. One's about feet and it's called My Feet Are Killing Me. And there's one about chiropractors. Can you guess what it's called? My back hurts. Crack addicts. Oh, people who love to crack their backs. 
all that stuff grosses me out. Even <laughs> I, even though I would love to have my back cracked in ten different ways right now, Ugh. the fact that other people are getting it, I don't like to hear. I love. I'm on chiropractor TikTok. I love hearing okay, those. Okay, so cracks. you're you're more you like body <laughs> horror. I have a long history of watching medical. I watched um, Doctor Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Remember the Swan? Terry was on the Swan. Oh, he 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 was one of the doctors on the Swan. He made someone that was an ugly duckling turn into a beautiful swan. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So you like Terry? I like Terry too. He's. I think he's funny. funny. Yeah, I, I like. He's him. good for TV. He. Yeah. He's. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Terry. I like and, him. I think he's funny. I think he's. He's. He says his opinions sometimes, and they're actually funny. Like when he said Doctor Jen and Ryan's relationship was. Um, awful or like, it, it, <laughs> right. like I, I, he is honest sometimes and he does get into it sometimes yeah. he really got mad at um simon bedore what was that about he i think simon bedore was commenting on heather riding the bull and he was oh drunk my as hell. god he yeah. goes heather oh god he was like, oh, I like you, what i see Ooh, heather oh my god look at her ass <laughs> on that thing he got terry, so mad terry got pissed it, it was it, so terry that was great that was when they had the onion rings or yeah yeah. You know, you know what scene I would have loved to be in the backyard of more than anything. You won't be able to guess the sushi scene when Heather came back and she threw that hundred thousand dollar sushi party and none of them <laughs> yeah. ate it. I wish to God I had been in the backyard waiting in the trash for, can in the trash can when they she dumped the sushi wait. out. You just open your mouth and it all goes in. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, the Popeye character who eats all the hamburgers. You know what I'm talking about, Mr. Wimpy. Anyway, <laughs> I just that was a lot of sushi beautiful I would, nobu i would eat it all <laughs> I would have been, she could have kept serving that for two days in the backyard i would have kept Absolutely. eating it. yeah their house is probably air, air conditioned enough to keep it cold totally definitely um oh my god yeah i forgot about that little groundbreaking rodeo that oh. they had like a full-blown party just on their land that they yeah. bought um oh I'm, i kept i said simon bedore david bedore Oh yeah. Sorry, sorry. They do Simon look alike. Actually. Yes, I know. I get Simon Barney because I watched it all so fast. Yeah. Simon Barney and David Bedore. They so, both kind of have a, in a not as hot, but they kind of have a Christopher Plummer look. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I I don't even remember what uh, Simon looks like anymore. It's been a long time since I've seen him. So pretend I said David Bedore when I said Terry got mad at I David knew what Bedore. You Good. But yeah. Um, okay, so they were eating ribs, blah, blah, blah. She talks about her career. Um, then so she uh, wants to move back to LA and they're going to restart NBC's Jenny. <laughs> I would watch it. Would you? <laughs> but doesn't Terry have a practice in Orange County or is he going to stop doing that? He could do whatever. I mean, I think he has $600 million. He I, was... This hasn't been on the show, but... When she was on Watch What Happens, he said that they sold their house for like $200 million. No, Did we know that? He Well, also, I didn't know that they sold their house. Right. Because there's so much drama about building this dream house. She said it was like managing a hotel. I believe that. So what, they're going to downgrade? I guess. she's. I mean, they don't have as many kids in the house anymore. Um, and she said that they lived there for six years, which is the longest they've ever lived anywhere yeah. in their 30-year and marriage. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. That sounds awful to me, but... But I, I can't believe that for the effort yeah, for I those... I believe. I can't believe for those six <laughs> years that they that they did all of that work and made that mansion. Money the, talks, baby. They... That kind of money, I already said it. That kind <laughs> of money. I, I like the level of money where I'm like, Vicky is rich. I don't like <laughs> yeah. seeing $500 million. I, I don't like seeing that. I'm like, for give that me that money, sushi. you could go on a submersible. Yeah. 
Terry was probably so close to booking a Titanic <laughs> trip like that. Thank God he didn't. Terry, yeah. don't do it. You already tore your meniscus. <laughs> All right, let's zoom through this. Shit. <laughs> All right, okay, wait, wait. No, just, okay, this this scene with Gina and Travis is not good. Not no, good. But I did like the broker question. Did you write it down? <laughs> well, I did. I didn't write down the question, but I wrote down that they used the "Who wants to be a millionaire?" graphic and right. music, which was fun. That, yeah, they had it loaded up. But anyway, um, Gina is <laughs> wants to have something to do instead of just instigating horrible drama. So she's going to get her real estate license. <laughs> My theory is that she binged selling Sunset, yeah. and was like, "I could do that." Yeah, I want to do that. She. No one has had less of uh, impact on the story than Gina in the past three seasons. I'm very surprised she was asked back right also her like her relationship they knew that relationship was possibly gonna sorry i'm going too long um <laughs> but anyway she go they take the broker's test and the broker test to me it didn't seem that hard <laughs> it said it said if you're a broker and you never ever ever want to pick up phone calls from people who are calling you to buy a house from you what would you call that and it says acceptable mandated discouraged or prohibited. Now, I don't think it's acceptable. <laughs> right? Mandated. <laughs> well, you know when you're taking tests and they say that one answer is supposed to be easily removed? That's mandated. Acceptable. Acceptable. It's like, yeah, that's acceptable. I guess do what you want. But, then, <laughs> but then if you see discouraged as an option, you have to think it's discouraged. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, Gina says prohibited. Well, as she if was it's like, a- like you're not going to call him back at all. Yeah, and he goes, "I sorry, I just have the one question." That was a good Gina. Damn, <laughs> goddamn. Um, he goes, "I just have the one question, babe. Please just answer." And she goes, "Prohibited." And uh, he goes, "Nope. Unfortunately, it's discouraged. Because how could they really prohibit you from doing that if you're alone in a broker's office and you're not returning phone calls?" Anyway, I thought that was interesting, and I'm going to be a broker really now. It's really funny that he just threw her like a softball to be like, "How is yeah. she going to do on this test?" And it was such a flub. She, it was like her flopping with that Jen TikTok later. She's just seriously, flopping with everything seriously. She's she starts to oh oh I'm sorry, and then she just starts to talk shit about Jen. She she is trying to craft in real time the drama that is going to propel her storyline by being the one who's so against infidelity even right. though she has no clue what actually happened right. and do you think she's afraid that jen will take her slot of course yeah it's it's a it's a trope i it's, mean she should yeah i i, I was <laughs> like instantly i hope next season has jen holding an orange and gina is a friend of or or out because yeah. the way they're handling uh this season Jen is killing it, and Gina is grasping at straws. Totally. Um, I agree. Um, <laughs> the next part is the crystal shop, starting with... How many uh, notes do you have about that? Um, a few. <laughs> <laughs> what do you uh, think about John, just generally? I mean, I feel like now, in retrospect, I'm like, what was his deal? But I don't know. He seems like a nice guy. I don't fuck with him. You think he's creepy? Yeah, I think he's like Eddie where he keeps the like the weirdness uh, at bay. I can see I th- it. I think he wants to be on TV a lot. Okay. They've shown some never before scenes where he got really like dramatic and overblown and goes like, fuck Tamara. Oh, or whatever. Right. Like you're never going to talk to Tamara again and they cut it out because it looks really like performative right. or whatever. And also he left her the minute that the season ended. I know. It was like three days after or he's something. Just, he's just too nice. He doesn't have any spark to him. I haven't heard him say yeah. anything. He. 
I have no idea any nuance to him. I don't get the sense that he's like a great Maybe person. Maybe he doesn't have spark because he's a water sign. Shannon's so it's, a fire sign. Oh, so his spark is constantly being doused with water? Yeah. Well, because um, she's fire and he's water. And she said, does that mean you put my fire out? And he goes, it makes hot water, sweetie. And I was like, that's pretty good. Yeah, that was okay. That was kind of a softball. That's something. Yeah, he created something out of that. But he was like, he was very like, he was also looking at the crystals and like mm-hmm. looking at them. He had and to like, stand there for so fucking long. And then while she's having the Tamra like FaceTime, he's just in the background like looking at her. And Did like, you listen. notice that uh, she got the FaceTime call and she was like, oh my gosh. And he's like, are you going to take it? She's like, I'll go take it. And then the wide shot, you can see the icons on her phone. Oh no. <laughs> what icons? Like she's not on the phone. Oh, really? <laughs> I think maybe they did that after because they wanted like a establishing shot or something. So they just but got an insert of her I phone? I think so. Oh, okay, like, okay. Because, no, I didn't notice that. Uh, yeah. When it's far away, you can see icons on her phone, but then in the close-up, there's clearly Tamara on the phone and her in the smaller square. So it did appear to be real, but that far away shot, I was like, you guys, come on. Yeah, please. <laughs> we notice these things. <laughs> oh, and then they do a montage. I've kind of forgot about Shannon's obsession with eastern uh self-care remember that doctor that she goes to oh my gosh dr moon yeah she she goes to him like every two weeks obsessed and then remember her uh colonic uh emergency yeah she's very holistic (laughs) and uh yeah she said she's working with an energy healer and uh, she needs protection because she's taking on people's energy and i had forgotten that uh she had jewels put inside her teeth I had completely forgotten that too. And why? Just so they always live with you? I guess so, to protect you. For a holistic person, I wouldn't think you'd want things embedded into your body, like foreign right. objects in I your body. I took a photo of this last night on Watch What Happens Live. They had the Watch What Happens 5 countdown was tooth moments on Bravo. And I was like, well, I know what one of them is. Me too. Um, <laughs> and Sonia has like three of them. Yeah. That's the best. When her tooth just f- falls out while they're just having a conversation. That's oh, my the gray gardens of it all. The best. Where when then she makes her tagline, there's nothing gray about my gardens, which That's, is fun. Yeah, that is so great. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. So um, the Tamara FaceTime looks insane. It looks like a hostage video or something. I think it's because she's not on a phone. Maybe she's on like an iPad. So it's very staged positioning. Yeah. it's it's <laughs> It's so awful. She just... She fully just apologizes with everything in her. She starts to cry. She thinks that obviously what she did on the boat was was horrible, which it was. And now she wants Shannon back as a friend after uh, calling her an alcoholic and a liar and screaming and says she's going to throw a glass at her. It's just... Yeah. And Shannon's like, all right, I guess. <laughs> Shannon's like, I'm not going to make this an issue, but I'm not all the way there yet with Tamara. Right. And she's like, please come to my hibachi party at my closed gym uh, the fact that there was hibachi there is we, we haven't even talked about it what the hell was going on I hibachi honestly, is always a good idea come on in cut fitness a sweaty gym with the residue of sweat all on the walls and it was hot there people are taking off their panties yeah and you're eating hot hibachi at the end of it slinging shrimp into everybody's mouth you can never know watching how hot something is unless they're like actively sweating but they all talked about being so hot everything airing on bravo right now was filmed when it was really hot like however long ago like oh because because um 
Sandoval and Ariana when yeah. they're roller skating. They're like, this is the and worst And it's like nightmare. triggering because I'm like, oh God, is it around the corner? I'm not ready. I don't want it. We've had the longest winter. Yeah. It's been from, I think, October to now yeah. with only sporadic heat waves. I can't even believe how long it's been since hot weather. You guys are not prepared for what will happen when it gets hot and we are sitting in this very apartment trying to record I, we're gonna be we're gonna have to wear bathing suits we're gonna have to just like douse ourselves with like ice you're gonna have a big tarp on the couch so we can just pour cold water on ourselves. we're gonna be like and it was an amazing episode so much fun i love it I, we gotta go <laughs> 10 minutes um i can't okay. believe i can't believe we're at two hours and 40 minutes i'm so sorry i feel like i'm derailing us okay um, i'll just quickly say i forgot how rich shane's parents are uh, yeah, that pool looked their amazing. Their names are Perry and Larry. <laughs> what? Shane's parents are named Perry and Larry? Pe- Perry? P-A-R-Y. And then regular Larry. It, her, his dad is Larry and her yeah. mo- his mom is Perry. Yeah. Wow. And then Emily says she's estranged from her family. Which I forgot I about know. that. I knew the dad. She talks about it last season a lot. She's her mom, doesn't her mom make an appearance and it's kind of weird yes. and like depressing? Yes, because she doesn't really know the kids and hasn't seen them in a long time. She has time. like mental health issues. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I remember that now. So Emily has a rough, you know, parental life. So love her even more now. Yep. Um, The acting coach scene. What did you think about this as a casting director i think the acting coach was giving really strange advice <laughs> i don't think you have to give blowjobs to prepare your voice yeah first of all yeah i mean <laughs> i think that's impractical to ask everyone to give a blowjob to I open mean, up have you been to broadway <laughs> <laughs> no um it, it was impractical advice. It was also when Taylor was doing the scene, she's playing a reporter, but you could tell from the context of the scene that a detective... <laughs> she wasn't reporting. Yeah, so the acting coach said, you should do this like a reporter. <laughs> if, if if Taylor actually did a reporter voice in that scene, they would be like, no, you you can't, obviously, next. <laughs> you go to K- Katie Kirk's house to tell her her family's been murdered, and she's like... And now... <laughs> She's like reporting live from my living room. I am now talking to a detective. Yeah, it, it that was bad advice. Yeah. Um, also, I know that Heather wasn't bringing her hundred, you know, her hundred uh, percent in that scene. But Taylor actually was a pretty good actor. Wasn't Heather, bad. Heather stunk up the room, but but she also wasn't you know going full force. So right. um, I think I I the storyline like we already talked about is dumb because taylor can't hire someone and there are a lot of questions that a working actor which i'll give it heather is a working actor yeah it just doesn't make any sense you can't just offer the part there's a lot more that goes into it so this scene just kind of felt silly but taylor i never liked taylor all throughout beverly hills i I thought she's awful on the show okay like not fun didn't bring anything (laughs) she was falling apart at the seams right like completely dying inside noella um like level right trauma and horrors yeah. going on yeah um but i but now i i think taylor is a fine addition she's she's doing okay so far right. she hasn't made me mad yeah i'm excited i feel like there's gonna be major drama about this oklahoma movie i think heather's gonna go and be in it let's see it okay um Oh, uh, okay. So now we get to the cut party, yes. the hibachi party. I need to. This will be the second uh, week uh, that I've brought up Selena, but Tamra's wearing the identical outfit that Selena famously wore at the Houston Astrodome. The exact one. Okay, so this is Tamra. See? Yeah. 
This is Selena. You have to show our little turtle cuties on I'll YouTube. Put, I'll put it in the edit. Okay. Oh, man. That, that would be so cool. So, Isn't wow. that crazy? Yeah. So how many times have you seen Selena the film? A lot. I've only seen it once, but it was really good. I watched good. it a lot growing up. I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really good. I um, love Selena music, too. Yeah. Uh, she would have been a huge star. Anyways. Is it um, Edward James almost? Mm-hmm. He's amazing. <laughs> James almost? Yeah. <laughs> Did I almost get it right? He's He's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, think he's so good in that movie. Anything for Selena's. Love that movie. <laughs> That's an Easter egg out you, for the fans. <laughs> also, you haven't uh, showed our little turtle cuties the amazing sweater. Do you okay. want to talk about it or do you want to save it to the end? Um, we can save it to the end, right? Reward ourselves? Sure. <laughs> or do you think we'll forget? Okay, well, I'll just quickly say um, we have some upcoming merch that I just got the sample of today. And it's perfect for us talking about OC. It is a Brooks and Dawn, not to be confused with Brooks and Dunn, sweatshirt. Um, I'll stand up for YouTube. So you might be familiar with the musical group of two men called Brooks and Dunn, named after, who's who's the Brooks and who's the Dunn? Ronnie Dunn. Do you know who the, it's not Garth Brooks. Okay. Anyway, there is a famous musical act, but we have created... (laughs) I mean, specifically, Amy designed this. Well, this, this was your pun, though. You my pun, it. my thought, um, but Amy designed it. This shirt is heavenly. <laughs> you, it, it's it's it sends you up to heaven when you wear I it. I hope we don't get a cyst and deceased. Oh yeah, please don't tell anybody that this is available in the Turtle Time merch shop. But it is Brooks and Don. You know Brooks from he's a wonderful cast member on OC, and you love. Dawn. Well, wouldn't you love a shirt that shows both of them together with a big flaming graphic and a American flag on it? <laughs> anyway, that's the merch minute. Yeah. So we will be posting about that, but yeah. I just got it in the mail like 10 minutes before Riley got here. So I was like, I have to throw it on. Okay. So we're at Cut Fitness. You identified that Tamara is wearing Selena's famous <laughs> Houston Astrodome outfit, right? Yeah. And then just let me say really quickly, when Shane walks up to Cut Fitness, <laughs> he gives Emily a little pat on the butt, um, and then they add a huge smack sound effect. Yeah. It was the impact <laughs> on her butt. The impact <laughs> on her butt was so minimal. It was definitely a pat. Yeah. And those editors turned up a sound effect <laughs> of a whip. It was like... <laughs> It's like, come on, don't do Shane like that. He didn't smack her ass with that much impact that it made a sound. Yeah, it was like Tim and Eric sound effects. Yeah, it totally um, was. I loved it. And then Eddie, it's Eddie's night, and he's wearing a loose tie. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Eddie looked like he was the ACDC guy who wears the schoolboy outfit with a loose tie. Do you know what I'm talking about? In the little shorts? He was wearing a ACDC, whatever the main lead singer of that guy wears. It was Angus. Oh. Is his name Angus? I think so. Yeah, okay, <laughs> it was an odd choice. Was it like... But why did he loosen his tie at the beginning of the night? Just don't wear a tie. We cut it close. <laughs> Is it... I think it's like work's over. I'm retiring. So oh, I'm, I've got one foot out School's the door. School's out some, they had a theme going on that they didn't <laughs> let everyone know about. And Eddie is dressed, yeah, like... Uh, a schoolboy who just got done and they loosened their tie. It looked really odd. It was dumb. I was like, you're weird. Yeah. Um, and then um, Heather reminds Tamara that the opening party that they had there is when um, she kicked out Alexis Bellino mm-hmm. and uh, Tamara quotes something that I've had forgotten as a quotable, but 
uh, Alexis in the car saying, I had to go on Xanax, Lydia, which I was yeah. like, I guess that's a funny quote. Yeah, that is really fun. <laughs> I miss Lydia. Yeah. Uh, my brain just showed me the Charlie Chaplin. Uh, <laughs> <My> <laughs> that's dude, always on my mind. Because there was an amazing tweet that Bravo said that said, what's the gayest moment of Bravo history? And someone just quote tweeted it with Lydia coming out in that Charlie Chaplin outfit. There's oh literally God. nothing better it was the funniest reveal of all time. Like it, every single other woman did hair metal. <laughs> and that was her take. It's, it was so It's the most batshit thing I've ever seen in my life. Also, Lydia is so unique in the fact that she was on one season. She hated it. Then she went off for like two seasons. And then they finally got her back. She went on one season. So she hated it again. It's yeah. like they gave her two chances. And I think she quit both times. Totally. Herself. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. And then... Um, <laughs> Ryan comes in, Tamara's son Ryan. He's in full cowboy regalia, including a belt buckle, a cowboy hat, the jeans, like boots, everything. Yeah, he, he looks yeah, he looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he looks old as fuck. He looks ragged, dude. No, I, I know. I mean he's like been through the ringer. What's wrong with him? How he's like our age, isn't he? He he looked thirty when he was eighteen. Yeah. And now he's 34 and he looks 45. He's yeah. just aging rapidly. He has a um, Jack syndrome from the film. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> J-Lo's in that. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. And did you know Francis Ford Coppola directed that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a show on Broadway right now called Kimberly Akimbo. And it's the same plot as Jack. Wait, there's a show on on Bravo on Broadway <laughs> called The Great Broadway. <laughs> the, wait, what do they call it? The Grand the, White Way. The Grand White. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Kimberly Akimbo, and it's the plot of Jack. Yeah, where but she with a girl, but it's a young, like a ten year old played by like a sixty year old woman, and she just won the Tony. She Anyways. did for that. Yeah. And it's the plot of Jack. And Benjamin Button is, of course, the opposite. Right. Um, do you know in Jack, at the end, uh, Robin Williams is giving his speech. And he's it's his high school speech, but he's 80 years old at that <laughs> point. And he goes, well, I'm going to make my speech short like my life. Oh, oh my God. He says that to a crowd of high schoolers. Are they all like, oh. They start cheering. <gasps> oh, did it make you cry? Yes. Do you love that movie? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Francis Ford Coppola's filmography. Why did he do that? He was so in debt. I know exactly why. He made the biggest flop in the world that he self-financed after Apocalypse Now. It's called like this Vegas musical or something. Some dog shit film that he put. He <laughs> said, put it all on black, baby. Yeah. Spent $250 million of his own money or like $100 million. Went fully broke. Bust. And then his entire... 90s career 80s and 90s is him just getting money taking pay jobs right wow uh did you follow him on instagram <laughs> no he has an instagram just this week he, he started an ig we, we have to take a break everybody <laughs> francis ford coppola has an instagram sometimes he's like ask me anything i'm gonna ask him so many questions i'm reading easy riders raging bulls for the oh, first nice. time right now are you have you read it i think i read that oh it it completely rips like an Easy Rider <laughs> motorcycle. It is so good. It's all Guess about... Guess what? I've seen all those fucking movies, okay? Okay, good. Yeah, good. No, I, I knew you did. I'm, but the book is so beautiful. I mean, you know, it's behind the scenes in all those films. I think... I feel like I read that at some point, but I'm not sure. I think I would remember. I don't know. 
anyways. Well, I can't believe Francis Ford <laughs> what Coppola. What do they call that era? The, the, like, uh, those, like, not gonzo, but, like, the 70s. New Hollywood? Yeah, New Hollywood. Yeah, they call yeah. it the New Hollywood era. From Easy Riders to Raging Bulls. <laughs> it's an amazing book, but I can't believe Francis Ford Five Coppola directed Five easy pieces, Jack. am I right? Totally. <laughs> I'm talking Mean Streets. I'm talking Taxi Driver. I'm talking The Exorcist. Okay, two hours and 50 minutes. We're at the final scene. Okay, Ryan looks like shit. (laughs) (laughs) We cut it closed. Speaking of, well, it's not really Easy Riders, but speaking of, I don't know, he's dressed like a cowboy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Uh, Oh, Tamara reiterates that she misses Shannon. She's fully fully in her apologize era. Yeah. Yeah. Gina tries to bring up the most boring bullshit of all time, and we're all just like, clip, <laughs> skip. Skip. I, two minutes that just could be removed from the episode. She tries to, do we even have to talk about it? She tries to, Jen recorded a TikTok saying she's happy to be in business, and somehow Gina thinks that's the most offensive thing you can ever do. It is brought up and dismissed within one minute. It's over. Yeah, no one cares. Gina flops. Then Gina tries to make a big deal about the infidelity yep. again. They I wrote all sort down of go sanctimonious. In. Completely sanctimonious. Yeah. Gina's sanctimonious all of a sudden. Ugh, come on. I'm like, didn't you live in like a casita like a year ago? Come yeah. on. <laughs> come on um although do you think there's more to the story because jen says she never slept with ryan while she was married and tamra's like tell the truth just be honest <laughs> the the um absurdity of tamra telling someone to just be honest it's almost too much for me i do think there's probably more to the story but so to, uh, megan thinks that too i just choose to believe jen she hasn't lied to me yet if it, if <laughs> i find out she's lying i'll be like oh okay I, <laughs> I that sucks but i think it was an emotional affair that she thought was just as bad mm-hmm. and maybe a kiss happened but she said they didn't fully have sexual intercourse before okay i guess i mean i guess that's unlikely but i choose to believe jen <laughs> at this point in time yeah but i don't know why i'm so uninterested in the timeline i don't care no I mean, it's like, yeah, we don't know you, so everything pre-show, I go, kind of don't care about. Yeah, go ahead and cheat. Unless it was murder. You care if someone murdered someone? <laughs> then I'd want the timeline. They've never had a housewife that murdered someone. Well, maybe indirectly. <laughs> yeah, because they let, um, they let, oh, never mind. <laughs> I don't you don't want to cease and desist? I, I don't even want to talk about that. Okay, <laughs> now I want to know. I'll ask it, you after. Yeah. Um, okay, cake cutting. It's a cake that has a kettle bell on the top yep and it has like a towel on it and uh emily goes i want to eat the kettle ball (laughs) (laughs) iconic i mean amazing then tamra starts slamming the cake all over the place oh i'm so not into food fights me neither who who is they're they're the lamest form of imagine driving home with all that shit all over you plus there's been way too many of them right there's been them on vanderpump rules base it's it's so and Dumb. then Emily starts going, you're wasting it. You're wasting it. Don't waste it. And, and she's you can picking tell it up. She's basically like licking her lips. Like she's like, can't wait to get my hands on this cake. <laughs> she's grabbing crumbs from the air and putting it together. She's she's really <laughs> trying to actually salvage it, which it was an expensive cake. I, yeah. They did ruin it. It was they that made... fondant cake though. Oh, uh, where, where it has that thick crust. Yeah. Is that what fondant is? Yeah. It's like the roll on uh, smooth frosting uh, yeah so it might not have been i mean i would have eaten it well emily takes a bite at one point and you can see her face going oh it's pretty good yeah she likes it <laughs> and then tamra no one is playing with her in the <laughs> muck of cake and she just puts it on herself yeah. like so sad you made yourself <laughs> uh 
you know, caked in cake. Yeah. That's she's was, running around like and, a demon. And yeah, and then the, and then you see production, they're all running yeah. around. They don't want to get And yeah. it, this is exactly what she was doing when she got fired. This kind of <laughs> these antics. Yeah, and then Emily, the last thing you see is Emily feeds um Tamara's mom a piece of cake with her hands. <laughs> Tamara fed cake to Emily oh. fed Tamara's mom cake. That is so sweet. Emily is just always looking out for everyone else. Well, you closed yeah. your notebook, right? That's all she wrote. That is all she wrote and We cut it closed. Oh my. We cut We cut it, it closed. closed. Wait, now that phrase makes sense. We cut it closed. <laughs> Our closed notebooks. Well, no wow. one how is this like our third longest episode ever and we didn't even talk about Scandaval? I don't know if that's good or not good. <laughs> I think it's good, but if people don't like this episode, it's not good. I mean, we're good. honoring the long form format. Yes. If you like OC, I feel like you have to like this. Yeah. We really went we in. We covered I mean, a lot of ground. Just, we, we covered like the legacy of OC. Almost. Yeah. I mean... Kind of. Yeah. I mean, depending on what happens in the world this week, next week we might only have to talk about one episode instead of three. And so now- then maybe it'll be a little shorter. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be the end of the world if we did an hour and a half episode. But then again, I didn't know there was going to be a submersible yes. disaster this week. Yeah. Who knows what we're going to talk about <laughs> when you get us on uh, mic. Um, I just wanted to say that. What's if, wrong with this? I don't. I think there's just a lot to say, and there's a lot of tangents. I guess. I mean, I'll say these three hours I spend with you are the fastest three hours of my life. <laughs> Blink and they're done. Like we've discussed, we get comments where people are like, "LOL, I totally agree with you on this topic," and I'm like, "What the fuck did I say?" Yeah, you'll, you'll, they'll say like, "Amy, I love when you said this thing," and I cannot remember any moment. Someone said something about the milk minute, and I was like. I mean, I love milk, but did we really talk about that? <laughs> Have we ever talked about milk? I'm going to remember that we talked about Jack this episode. I, I okay. guess I'm so glad we got to finally talk about Jack. Okay. I've been... Yeah. If you got to this point, two hours, 56 minutes, then mention Jack in a comment so that we know that you made it this far. Yes. Please mention, yeah, the film Jack by Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> And we will know that you are the best little turtle cutie in the world. Also, I just want to say, in terms of programming, it's an OC era for a little bit. So if you don't watch OC, I don't know, bear with us. But we have a good era coming up. We have Crappy Lake, which is going to be so (laughs) enjoyable and fun. And then Roni is actually, I think, going to be really interesting to Mm -hmm. talk about. Yeah, whether or not the show is really good, I think our commentary will make it more enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, even talking about OC, I thought this was the worst episode of (laughs) OC in the world, but it's fun to talk about it if even if we're talking negatively about it it's like kind of makes it more enjoyable so it was enjoyable to listen to yeah i think i'll enjoy oc moving forward more now that it's on my radar for our conversations me too yeah i think so too and then just some some uh what's this some business at the end i wanted to ask please if you haven't and you love this episode please review us on um apple podcast we have some of the best or where, where do people review us Apple? Apple, and I guess wherever you listen. I think yeah. you can review on Spotify, too. Is there a Spotify review section? I don't know. Well, if, if Anywhere you listen, <laughs> if you want to give us a review, if you actually do like this and you like us talking about Jack and um, <laughs> active shooters. <laughs> Fatwa. Fatwas. 
um, then yeah, let us know. And anything else at the? I mean, I always want to plug Patreon just because. Yeah. If three hours wasn't long enough, you can get a bonus anywhere between one to two hours yeah. per week. And they're and they're fun. I don't want to toot our own horns too much, but they're fun. You know, we're you very relaxed on those, and we're talking about old Vanderpump, so it's nothing but fun. Nothing but fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the perfect pitch. If you miss <laughs> Vanderpump Rules and want to hear two Vanderpump Rules, um, I'm not going to say experts, but you know, <laughs> enthused Vanderpump Rules watchers, we're going through a Vanderpump Rules era together right now from the start, and we're at a very good part in season two if you wanted to pick up. Yep, yep. Uh, and it's only going to get better from there because, as you know, that show never stops slaying for from, so many years. From season two to season seven, it's like a work of art. Totally. Okay. Well, we love you. I don't think there's anything else, but oh, Patreon. We also did our huge 50-minute Loverboy review, which yep. I actually think is is fun. It is fun. Should we vamp until the episode is exactly three hours? We have about 30 seconds yeah. left to go. So Francis Ford Coppola, <laughs> in an effort to make money again... He did also, he produce Hook? I don't I make know. That up? I mean, he was definitely affiliated with Spielberg, so he totally could have. I mean, he, he was the first one who had massive success, so he was sort of the <laughs> godfather of New Hollywood. Well, he has all that wine money now, too. Yeah, so he's probably rich as hell. I think so. <laughs> well, Francis Ford Coppola, you're an amazing man, and I love I'm three of your DM movies. I'm going to DM him on Instagram now. You should. <laughs> Do you like The Godfather and The Godfather Part 2? The answer is yes. <laughs> this one's for you tonight.